P.S. I Love You XOXO is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter the offer code KINDAFUNNY at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO Episode 9. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside He Only Does Everything, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. It's good to be here with you today, Colin. There it is. The, the firm grip, the kung fu grip, as they wrote songs about back in the day. <laughs> Whatever happened to those guys? Well, Bradley Knoll died. Uh... <laughs> 19 years ago. I oh, think. man. I thought it just happened. I missed them. <laughs> must have missed that news that story. Right, Bradley? That's your always thing with them that they could. How, how would they've been remembered if he hadn't died, right? Yeah, I've, I've thought about that a great deal. Because yeah. they really Sublime, had those. I mean, they, they had two records. Yeah. And they were good. Yeah. I mean, the self-titled album was very, very good. Everyone likes 40 Amps of Freedom a little bit more. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to back that No, one? I mean, it, no, there's no way. There's no way that album's better than the self-titled album. But sure. I mean, they had other stuff like, I think, Robin the Hood and stuff like that. But they're. Gotcha. They're. Uh, yeah, you often I often wonder about that. Like, would anyone care? Yeah. Then the answer like, is it's probably same thing with like Nirvana, right? Yeah, like well, what yeah, would their the, legacy the, be if Kurt Cobain was still around making music? Exactly. And what would have would Foo Fighters have ever happened and all sure. that? Sure, that's a that's a great question. Mm-hmm. We would have never known Dave Grohl. He would have just been the little drummer boy in the back. Nobody would have ever seen. Yeah, or heard it's interesting. From him. I mean, I think the Foo Fighters are a way superior band in Nirvana, mm. but uh, Nirvana is certainly a more important band. So sure, um, that's not to understate the Foo Fighters' importance to rock music. You should say Nirvana's. Seminal grunge sure. Seattle, sure. you know, that 89, 90, 91 era. Very cool. What is this podcast about? This podcast is about PlayStation, <laughs> if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen. We are kindoffunny.com. We are the PlayStation podcast on kindoffunny.com. We are the number one PlayStation podcast in the world. We are the only PlayStation podcast at PSX. Make sure you come to our live podcast recording Saturday, December 5th at 5 p.m. I guess on the 5th, but I'm pretty sure that's right. That sounds right. The Saturday of PSX. It's the 5th. 5 p.m. It's the main fifth. stage. Can't miss us. Only PlayStation podcast there. And then, of course, come to our meet and greet that night at Jillian's in conjunction with Just Cause 3. Uh, 8 o'clock for that bad boy. Mm. That's who we are. And that's what we do here. Every mm. week, every Tuesday, we come to you. With all of the PlayStation news you need to know about, 9 a.m. It's a YouTube video on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. It's an MP3 wherever you get your MP3s. We put them up on SoundCloud, and then they proliferate around the mm-hmm. world. They just scoot them it's out. It's like a virus. P.S. Exactly. I love you, XOXO. The virus. It's like a virus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good catchphrase. Before we go any further, Colin, mm. we last week's big news, the PSX panel. We've already covered it here mm. with your incisive line of questioning. You're right in there. You had them all. We need to say, I'm nominated for a game award. Jeff Keighley does these game awards every year, right? We do have to say that, I we guess. We change it every time. He changes the names a lot this year. It's right. still the game awards. Okay. If you go to thegameawards.com, I'm nominated over there. It would be a personal favor to me if you voted for me. You can vote by tweeting hashtag TGA Greg Miller, all one word, because that's how hashtag works. Or you go to thegameawards.com, uh, go down to nominees, trending gamer, click on me, and you can, va- you can vote via your Facebook profile if you like. And remember... You can vote for Greg Miller using hashtag TGA Greg Miller or Greg Miller's ego hashtag TGA Greg Miller's ego. If you but do no that, we, that, that doesn't count. That but does no, that just do the TGA Greg Miller and we will assume it counts for the ego as well. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't make that assumption. I want this, Colin. I'm not going to lie to you. 
I know I want you it. want it. I hope you get it, but I don't want you to get your hopes up. I know. And I, I'm not saying because I don't think you deserve to win. I'm saying I'm you're against, going against PewDiePie. I'm up against PewDiePie and Total Biscuit. And, and Total it, Biscuit, of And course. a couple other guys, but those are the big ones. And at any moment, one of them wakes up and no, realizes they're in this competition, they would say the same thing and their I'm, audience would squash I'm us. pulling for you. I'm not going to vote for you because I want to vote for PewDiePie, but the... but So I'm going to vote hashtag... <laughs> I thought about that, just voting for Total Biscuit. Hashtag just putting it out TGA there PewDiePie is what I'm going to vote, but... Gotcha. No, I hope you do win, but I just don't want you to get your hopes uh, up. My hopes aren't up. Here's the thing. It's been a Cinderella year for us. We it start this been. thing January 5th, 2015. Here we are coming into December and mm. coming in strong. Uh, we got our own PlayStation Experience panel. And then, of course, yeah, I got this nominee for the Game Awards. It's, it's fantastic. Far, uh, don't get me wrong. The nomination's enough, but I think it'd be cool to have the trophy back there when we do these shows. It would be. If I you're hope listening you, to I MP3, you, we record in a room and behind us is things. I hope you win. Our people can do it. I know. It's going to require a great deal of vote engineering. Yeah. And uh, a lot of hanging chads. A lot of hanging chads. You're going to have. It's a grassroots effort. Yes, this it is, is. I think how Barack Obama won Iowa in 2008. Sure. Uh, and you're going to win this the Internet? same way. Internet yeah. the same way. I'm not suggesting Obama stole the election in Iowa. I'm saying the grassroots part is what you know is what. So Obama not, so stole the election from Romney in 2012. But you're that's, not saying like how a, George W. Bush stole it from Al Gore uh, in Florida. Well, the Supreme Court stole it from Al. And Ralph Nader, why don't we... Ralph Nader stole the election. This wouldn't even have been a problem had Ralph Nader stayed out. I love the fact that Ralph Nader thought he had a fucking chance he of being president know, he, with the name Nader. Well, We're never going to have President Nader. Sorry, so? Ralph. You have to understand. Or Ralph either. Remember you're, when Ralph Nader invented the seatbelt? I do remember that. Right after uh, <laughs> Al Gore invented the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Politics are funny. Ladies and gentlemen, this is PS I Love You XOXO. Let's begin it with what is and forever will be Roper's Report. Time for some singular possessive news. Um, there are only nine items on the list. Nine items? I don't know. It's a Baker's Dozen! Um, put some good ones on here. Me, I'm a I do wanna, I do. I'm hornier than Ron Jeremiah. I want to. Uh, I, that's a great song. I remember. I remember listening to that, getting that record. When I was in seventh grade, something like that, and uh, just thinking I was so cool listening to that. Especially uh, "Caress Me Down." Sure. When you got when you got deep into the uh, when you got deep into the, the the that's a long record. Yeah. You know the self titled Well, I don't know, but yeah. And you and you get deep in there because it, it start. You know, "Garden Grove" is a fucking great song. You got to work. You know, you know what you got or right? Yeah. Love well, what I got. Uh, and uh you know etc and so on and then you get the santeria and all that stuff but when you really get deep into that there's some good songs which album is that that's the self-taught album that's okay a, that's, I was gonna the say, one, that's a great that's, one. The, that's the one that came out after and that's the one died. you think's better like remember santeria's video where it was like him as a ghost no like like it was like, like tupac footage, it, it was like footage of him playing but like it was all like an apparition and it was all sad and stuff um, like he never even got to enjoy the fame the fruits yeah, of that yeah, yeah. and uh they played very few of those songs live ever which is such a shame yeah yeah, yeah. but i digress uh, before I get into it, I want to, uh, um, we have a, a substantial European audience and we do have a French audience. Yep. Uh, so I do want to, uh, you know, tip my hat and wish the very best to our, our fans and our listeners over in France. Obviously we have, you know, Greg and I are, are stupid Americans. So we, we, we do have fun at your expense often. Uh, but in all reality, what happened last week was awful, barbaric, uh, barbaric and, um, uh, just an absolutely terrible thing. Yep. So, uh, we stand in solidarity with our French fans and obviously France, uh, the United States is oldest ally um and uh hopefully we can uh take it to these uh radical islamic terrorists at some point uh totally unacceptable what happened and so our thoughts and prayers are with you indeed our french brethren and i wanted to say that before we begin number one as predicted xbox one outsold playstation 4 in october in the united states on the back of the release of halo 5 guardians mm, mm. which was the best-selling game at retail for the month 
PlayStation 4 games charted at 2 with NBA 2K16, Assassin's Creed Syndicate at 3, Madden NFL 16 at 4, WWE 2K16 at 5, FIFA 16 at 6, Destiny the Taken King at 7, Uncharted the Nathan Drake Collection at 9, and Rock Band 4 at 10. The PS4 iterations of all games mentioned sold best compared to their competition, except for the Nathan Drake collection, which oh. is only on PS4, oh. and Rock Band 4, which did better it. on Xbox One, interestingly. Uh, now, do you think it's not, though, right? Because, like, I requested Xbox version. All my DLCs on Xbox. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I The numbers, so it's worth noting here that, well, things we've talked about in the past. I said that for Microsoft to remain super relevant with xbox one in the in united the states yeah they need to win two of three months in the fall so october november december they've already won one my suspicion is that they will not win november so the the b- fallout 4 should drive some consoles tomb raider should drive some consoles but battlefront and call of duty are going to drive ps4s and i just don't see how they're going to compete um but maybe they win december but nonetheless this is a good start for them but from anecdotal evidence that i've read on neogaf and other places the numbers overall for consoles were very soft um, it seems like Xbox One barely edged out PS4. Something at maybe Xbox One might have sold about three hundred five thousand units in gotcha. October, which is not very good. No. Um, but November, these you know PS4 should drive over a million. You assume in, in November, Black Friday, um, just in the United States. Yeah, with Black Monday. Friday and, and all this small business Saturday. and the bundles and the bundles. There was no. Underwater I mean, Uncharted was a bundle. Wednesday. Okay, Uncharted was a bundle. That was of some relevance, but I think this Call of Duty and this obviously this Battlefront bundle are going to be fucking huge. Everybody loves how the the Call of Duty Xbox, or I'm sorry, PlayStation looks, so that's really oh, where they're going to so win. so ugly. Isn't it the ugliest it's thing you've ever ugly. seen? Who yeah. the fuck it's green the ugliest thing it's I've ever seen. It's the ugliest. Thing. It, it, I knew Ryan Clements. Oh, okay. That's a good point. But uh, I don't know who was like, yeah, that's a great design. I'm like, ship it. I I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but I whatever. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Like I always said, I can, my PS4 could be a cardboard box. I really don't give a fuck. Who cares what it looks like? Um, so yeah, it's worth noting. There's other things worth noting. We're going to get into fallout four sales in a minute. Uh, but if we're, if we're being honest, mm. if they release a cardboard PS4, that'd be awesome. That would be pretty Come awesome. On, Probably now. burst into flames, but <laughs> they'll figure it out. She weighs on it. Uh, but, uh, it seems that, uh, tomb Raiders we'll get more into this, but tomb Raider sales were extremely soft. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, not surprising considering when, um, fallout four came out. And speaking of number two, fallout four has officially sold huge, Bethesda shipped 12 million copies of Fallout 4 on day one, likely to fulfill demand. If all those copies are sold, which they will be, that accounts for $750 million in revenue. That's a lot it's of money. It's unclear how many copies were sold to consumers or how quickly Bethesda intends on working through that $12 million before shipping more. It's also unclear how many digital copies sold, though Games Industry International reports numbers from a group called Superdata, which places Fallout 4's digital sales at $1.87 million in three days, $1.2 million of which were via PC. Uh, which leaves only about 670,000, if those numbers are accurate, from that time period for Xbox One and PS4. Not a huge surprise. The game is massive. Um, it'd be a pain in the ass to download that. I yep. have the, we both have retail copies of the game. Yeah. Uh, and it still has a substantial install. I was going to well. say, even then, there's a giant install. And that's the big... I mean, I think actually might be a question coming up. When you download a game, you're like, oh, I downloaded it, and then you start it, and there's an install on top of that. You're like, motherfucker. It sucks. It's annoying. Fallout 4 takes a very long time to install, but... Uh, it is a very big game, and also I really like the special videos. Yeah, very very cool. Honestly, there's a couple the, the, in recent right now, right? We're talking about these installs after you start the game. Fallout does it really well with the special videos, and then I like that Battlefront has a little mini game too. When, while it's installing, you play as Darth Vader. You run around killing oh, guys. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it gives you a little place to start, something to do. I love the end of the special videos where it's like and nah, 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 and then it cuts yeah, off. Yeah, and yeah. Nah, nah, nah. It's like it's so cool. Like it's just they're really well written. Yeah, and super violent and stuff like that. It's, it's very Fallout. Um, so what do you make of these numbers? 12 million copies. Um, people say that these are ship numbers. They are ship numbers, but, uh, Bethesda, like any publisher, not dumb. They don't put games out there that they're not going to sell. Um, 
So we have to assume that that number is maybe even already through. Yeah. At this point. I think it's um, a great number. That's a really, I mean, kudos to them, right? The game's awesome. They did a really good job with it. They deserved it. And I'm glad that it's selling so well or they expected it to sell so well. But again, that's where pre-orders come in and a million other things. So I think they're confident that that's what they're going to move. Yeah. And I think uh, we'll compare it to Call of Duty numbers. Let's I think do I, it. I think I might have been a little too bullish on Call of Duty numbers saying Fallout 4 might beat it. But I think that there's going to be some parity there as we're going to see in a minute. Um, before I move on, though, I just want to verify that my numbers are right. Um, yeah, so I'm at the Wikipedia for Fallout 3, so we can give some context. Gotcha. For sales. Uh, it says, from its release in October 2008 through the end of 2008, Fallout 3 shipped 4.7 million copies. So, Doing Bethesda pretty well. shipped in one day tw- three almost times, three times three that times. many copies. Um, let's see. As of January 2009, 1.14 million units were sold on Xbox 360. 552,000 were sold on PlayStation 3. Um Electronic Entertainment Design and Research, a marketing firm, estimates that the game has sold 12.4 million copies. Um, I don't know when that date comes from. If I click on the citation, it brings me to uh, Fallout 4 could be bigger than Skyrim. Yeah, so this this is recent numbers. So it seems like Fallout 4 might have already outsold Fallout 3. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. We'll see. Now, Colin, mm. before we switch gears, I want to go to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ. That's where you send your questions just like Pi Block Khan said, he says, I have a Fallout 4 slash Bethesda questions. My question is simple. He has questions multiple? Yep. Or is that, okay. That's My question is simple. Okay. I've played Fallout 4 for a couple of hours at this point, and I've got to say the performance on PS4 is rough. The frame rate is not up to snuff, visible in Colin's Let's Play. Does Bethesda, before making their next game, need to, quote, fix their fucking engine, end quote, as Colin would say? This idea that the frame rate is fine it, as it is fine is a matter of tolerance for people this idea of the frame rate is fine at is a matter of what tolerance the, wait, for what people. the fuck are you saying can you just this I, I, idea that the frame rate is fine is a matter of tolerance okay, for having, people i thought you were having a stroke okay well i'm trying to put as in as is because that would make more sense but it's okay, fine fair enough. this idea that the frame rate is oh fine God, is again, gonna, oh my, a matter oh of tolerance God. for people but if Ubisoft made the, this idea that the frame rate is fine. Do you vet these questions? Uh, but if Ubisoft <laughs> made this game, they'd be bummed and burned for the sake of how it runs. They'd be burned for the sake of how it runs. I don't even understand the question. All right. So do they I, need to fix their fucking engine? Are they, you, are they you did, chalking them up to Telltale? Are you chalking them up no, to Assassin's this, Creed? Are you chalking them up is, to? No, this is such a different story than Telltale. The <laughs> Telltale games aren't ambitious in any way. You know, like there's nothing to a Telltale game. It's it's and I'm not insulting them. They're fun. I'm just saying you're talking about on a technical level, not on, a storytelling level that there's nothing to it. Yeah, there's nothing to it. I mean, there's there's no excuse why the, the why those games don't run better. Right. Like the um, they're not taxing the system. They're, they're just, just making adventure choices games. and moving things around. Yeah, they're not massive open world games with endless streams of dialogue and moving parts. A million different ways it can go. You could be wearing this outfit, that outfit, this arm. And I've been that, reading like, the way Fallout 4 could break. Yeah. And again, it's just totally random, just like it was with New Vegas and three and Skyrim. Um, do I think that they need to fix their engine? Probably. I think that people aren't giving them enough credit for what Fallout 4 does better than Fallout 3 or New Vegas. The engine is certainly overhauled. Um, it looks better. I'm, I think I, you hear a lot less of, oh, this looks like Fallout 3. It doesn't. Uh, the art style looks like Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. It's still not a very pretty game um, at all. I, I wouldn't deny that at all. I think that. I think there's pretty moments to it, but I agree. Th- there are moments, geographic moments, I would say, more than character models or mm. locations. There's times when it swings around and I'm shooting my gun and it does not slow motion. And it frames it like perfectly. I'm like, that actually looks really good. Now, granted, I'm not, that's my character it's, and the arm shit that I've put on. Da, sure, da, da, da. but it's not Dying Light nope. or 
didn't say witcher that. Yeah. you yeah. know yeah and that's where i think the where what are the excuses kind of thing comes in yeah and i think that's a valid point do you I think, think that's i mean is the problem though just like even now as they set out to work on probably the next elder scrolls and then the next fallout that like you said this game fallout 4 made in a vacuum right they yeah, go in, they start working, and then whatever happens around them, what other games find out, well, it's too late for that. Fallout 4 was in production before Skyrim even came out. So you have to assume that there's only so much you can do. This was 2011. You know, you have to assume that the game left pre-production. So it's, it's, uh, do they, do, do they get a free pass? I think sometimes Bethesda does get a little bit of a pass. I just think that it's not necessarily unearned considering the vastness and the ambition of their games. And I don't like making excuses. I just don't, I just don't see it getting much better than it is, except that we now have examples of games in worlds that are much prettier, that are just as vast and just as populated, that do run better. So they have much to learn, yeah. I think, Bethesda. Not from the way you make a game, but the way your engine probably works. And I think that if they look at CD Projekt and Techland and what they've done with these open world games of their own, they can probably learn a thing or two. But I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't give Bethesda the hard time I give Telltale or something like that because these are these are complicated games and they can break in many different ways. And I, I'm sure. QAing a game like Fallout 4 is a really, really daunting task. I mean, I, the ways you can break these games is vast, and sure. we all break them. And, and but he's talking specifically about frame rate. Yeah, the frame rate is 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 unfortunate. But again, you have to wonder like what's streaming in the background and how much they're loading and stuff like that. I think that I don't the frame rate having played now twenty hours or so of Fallout 4 on PS4 doesn't bother me that much. It's actually the well, load not, times that are ridiculous. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the the um the load times are insane. Actually, like actually insane. I think, and it's something they're long. I, I wouldn't classify as insane on the Greg Miller scale, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I think well, it's like Bloodborne's load time. I mean, they're almost the same. Yeah, you know? uh, the problem for me is with the load times, right? Is the fact that I'm on the map, right? I'm inside a building, and I'm like, okay, I've got my mission objective. I have to go to this place across the map, and it's like I'm gonna fast travel. You can't fast travel from inside the building. I'm like, well, that's some bullshit, whatever. So I step out into the world. There's a load there. Then as soon as I get out, I fast travel over there. There's a load there. I get to where I'm fast traveling to on the outside of that so then i have to go inside the door and load there too yeah like we could just fast travel building to building and right, i get the point i know what i'm doing yeah it's, it's unfortunate but we do get to go uh, unlike grand theft auto for instance we do get to go into the buildings and yep. so there's there's not all of them but many of them and and so it's there are always going to be uh differences in the way an engine runs in these open world games and the way these games are developed i mean if you look at I'm not really that impressed. I mean, having I didn't I haven't played since 2013, but the little time I played with Grand Theft Auto Five, I'm like, I'm not that impressed with this either. So I, I think that it's, and I know people love that game. So I just think the bar has been unusually set by unusual companies, and I think um, we're all gonna have to pay close attention to that uh, moving forward. I think it makes me more excited for Cyberpunk, for instance. Uh, you know, I, I I think CD Projekt did a really great job, but I I don't know the the the, the frame rate and all this kind of stuff. I understand these people's technical complaints. They're the same as they were for Fallout Three and Fallout New yeah. Vegas, and we knew we, we were getting. They're not stupid. It's not like Bethesda can't attract great talent in any respect. Obviously, they have great storytelling talent, art talent, whatever. They can attract engine talent and engineering talent, and they have done that. And I'm sure they're doing the best that they can, considering how vast the game is. Mm -hmm. I'd rather them release something like this than not even try, you know, because it could be easy to get. I can't imagine how daunting it is to put a game out like that. You know, developers put up, um, you know, in a lot of studios will make many 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 builds of a game and they'll upload it and people will play the new build every day or whatever can you imagine having to put everything together in a game like that sure okay sure these guys works. yeah these guys like all right these guys finished some shit with the ui you have to tweak that now and make sure it works and these guys finish the side quest which is now in the game and you can walk to it and do it and they have to like 
it's a lot it's a yeah. lot of work this thing's got to pop over here at this time this has got to go you need this guy to say that but he can only say he not only does he have to say this he can only say it if these three conditions have been met or whatever yeah it's it's complicated yeah i'm not asking for people to for you know give Bethesda shit if you want i just think that all things being equal they do a pretty good job and uh again the epitome of a game made in a vacuum i do not expect that skyrim or elder scrolls 6 and fallout 4 will be like this you know it wouldn't really hurt for them to maybe retreat a little bit and make a new engine sure i mean you've already seen like what we talk about what i talk about being one of my most impressive parts of the game right the the fact that you see your character speak you hear a voice you see the dialogue system i mean that's mass effect right like that is the even the camera angle i feel and the way you choose thing is mass effect so you can see where they took that inspiration and put it into this game think about everything they've played or seen since then now that they can put into sure. the next skyrim the next fallout sure i'm excited good we'll get to more fallout later oh like, will we like right now how Number three, speaking of Fallout 4, famous porn website Pornhub reported that its traffic fell by 10% on the day of Fallout 4's launch. Good job, According to GameSpot, which relayed the statistics, traffic was up 5% during the early morning of Fallout 4's launch date, which the site indicates was when the game was installing for some people. This is interesting. (laughs) By 5 a.m., traffic began to drop from Pornhub's norms and dropped 10% in total from 7 a.m. to noon that day. Pornhub noted that, quote, in the afternoon, traffic returned to normal, but after 6 p.m., it dropped again when we assumed the 9 to 5 workers arrived home and fired up their games. After midnight, it seems like everyone finally took a break and traffic jumped as high as 15% above daily norms, end quote. Got to catch up on all that porn you missed. I thought that was pretty clever PR for them. That's awesome. For Pornhub? Yeah. Yeah. Totally attach yourself to this game. That's what they really needed. I mean, everyone knows what Pornhub is. But now, but it's one of those, like, usually we don't talk about Pornhub on our shows. No. Here we are. No. Talking about Pornhub.com. Great time to tell you that this episode's brought to you now. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Number four. Sony has revealed the top selling digital games on PlayStation Network for the month of October. The top 10 best selling digital games on PS4 for the month were in order. Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, NBA 2K16, Destiny, Minecraft Story Mode, Episode 1, FIFA 16, Grand Theft Auto 5, Rocket League, Minecraft, and WWE 2K16. So those were the top 10 PS4 games digitally. On PS3, the top 10 best-selling games were in order. Minecraft Story Mode Episode 1, Minecraft, NHL 16, Destiny, Grand Theft Auto 5, Motorstorm Apocalypse. Hell yeah. Catherine, Bioshock 2, Bioshock, and Dead Island Riptide. Sale, 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 sale. The top 10 best-selling Vita games digitally for the month were in order. Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment, Minecraft Don't Starve. Uh, I'm sorry, Minecraft Don't Starve Giant Edition. Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Dengenki Bunko Fighting Climax, which I know you're a huge fan of. I love that one. Organ Trail, Zero Escape, Virtue's Last Reward, Heroes of Loot, which I've enjoyed quite a bit. Grim Fandango HD and The Firefly Diary. And the top 10 best-selling PS1 classics were in order. Mega Man Legends, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, Siren, Final Fantasy VII, Crash Bandicoot, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Resident Evil Director's Cut, and Grim Grimoire. Rocket Grimoire, League, what up? Rocket League, Destiny, and Call of Duty dominated the add-on charts. Yeah. That Back to the Future DLC for the Rocket League. Everybody wants a DeLorean. But you didn't know that, Colin. A, Del- a DeLorean? Yeah. Well, I went to say Colin. You know, it's stuttered. complicated. It's complicated. Well, I think I went to say Kevin, so I stopped. Oh, Colin. okay. Because right. usually nine times out of ten, I'm yelling at Kevin. Mm-hmm. So I need to make sure his voice, his words, mm-hmm. his name mm-hmm. are always fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. What's next? Or are uh, you surprised? Are you surprised to see AC at the top of the charts? We're talking about how there was no real buildup for that. I am surprised. Yeah. But digital sales still seem to be soft. Assassin's Creed, I think sales were soft. I think we would hear a lot more about that if it wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, so am I surprised? I guess, but not really. I mean, you know, depends on how it they... Ca- you did, it made you do this. Hmm. Yeah. But then you went... Hmm. 
Yeah, I you mean, figure it's like, that. Hmm. It's way more important for these big AAA games to be on MPD at a high position, and they were at number three. I'm not saying Assassin's Creed didn't do well. I'm saying Assassin's Creed didn't do as well. as I it would has. dollars to donuts. I bet you it's down year over year. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I'm not going to bet you actually anything at all. No, I know, and I might be wrong, but that's my inst. I just don't feel like. Listen, I said this about Halo Five. And I was right and I was wrong, right? Halo 5 sold really well compared to everything else. But when you look at that, we talked about the MPD numbers on Colin and Greg Live about how people were doing a lot of math and stuff like that. Like the numbers for Halo 5 are soft, mm-hmm. definitively soft. Um, and I just feel like it's probably the same thing with Assassin's Creed. So Assassin's Creed came in thir- third, but everyone's sales are soft. I think people are waiting. I, I think there's a lot of anticipation for the big three this month, which would have been Battlefront, Fallout 4, and, and Call of Duty. So. That's the thing, man. We were talking. We, we, I guess we could talk about it now. I was looking at MPD. Um, well, uh, European region sales for on, on, on NeoGAF for um, for Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider uh, sold something like a third as many copies on Xbox One as it sold when it came out. You know, when the original Tomb Raider reboot came out uh-huh. some, a couple of years ago, and uh, seemed to have sold maybe an eighth as many copies as PlayStation or as a Fallout Four at uh, retail in the UK or in, in Europe. Funny you mentioned this. I thought on our PlayStation podcast, we'd make this topic of the show. Tots, 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 tots. So you, let me read you a, a quick excerpt here from the internet, all right? Rise of the Tomb Raider debuted in fifth place on the UK all-format charts after selling less than a third of the amount of copies achieved by its predecessor within the same period. Though Rise of the Tomb Raider was universally well-received among critics, critics it seems critics. that the game's launch coinciding with the release of the much-anticipated Fallout 4, not to mention its exclusivity deal with Microsoft, which led to it only releasing on Xbox One and Xbox 360, had a negative impact upon its sales. After Chart Track released the PAL all-format charts for the week, NeoGAF member Bruno MB provided a breakdown of the numbers pulled in by the game, revealing that the Xbox One version sold fewer than 48,200 copies. While the At Xbox- retail. While the Xbox 360 version, which debuted in 23rd place on the charts, sold fewer than 8,500 copies. Now, that alone is a hashtag Colin was right. You've been banging this drum. I mean, it was obvious. I, I know. Yeah. Well, I, well, I know. This is one of your easy ones. This isn't one we need to get the well, shirts made for. Well, some people like, for. it's different audiences. And I'm like, no. Yeah, well, nobody wants to ever listen to you, Colin. I yeah. don't know why. You're so beautiful. I know. And right all the time, too. Yeah, close. You're, you're almost always right. Almost always right. That was a false sure. statement. We got him. We got him right there. Um, yeah, no surprise there. And that honestly, that's why you just said, you know, everybody's looking forward to this month's results, right? With the big three you just named. I, I'm really interested to see where Tomb Raider falls. You know what I mean? To what exactly that means, what extent this is actually all done to it. Where will it chart? You know, where does it chart? What it's, happens to it? It's bad. I mean, it, it's it's and I, I you're right. Critically, the game is killing everyone. Everyone I know that's played it has said it's great. It's fantastic. People love it. Some people's game of the year, I think. Yeah. I believe it. I absolutely believe that Crystal delivered a game. Here I can't that, wait to play it when are, I get back from Thanksgiving. Um, b- based on like, I, we have so much stuff to play. I probably won't even play it until PlayStation 4 gets it. Sure. Um, and maybe even not then. Um, probably, you know what? Probably never going to play it. Okay. I'll uh, tell you about it. it. You can just take yeah. my opinion. And okay, use it. good. Um, but this was obviously going to happen. Now, I don't think that Square Enix is looking at the numbers and sweating it because there must have been a lot of money exchanged for this exclusivity deal. I think it was a huge fucking mistake for them to do that if they care about proliferating the game. And I think it was obviously a big mistake to release the game when they did. Um, But to Aaron Greenberg's point, when he was on the Gamescast some weeks ago, he said that they were just they didn't have any good options. And and in a way, he's right, because it's like, well, they can put it up against Halo, which makes no sense. That's their other big exclusive that they actually really own. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then they could put it up against Call of Duty, which would have been bad. They could put it up against Fallout, which they did, and that would be bad. Or they can put it up against Battlefront. I still don't quite understand why you wouldn't hold it until next year or release it earlier, really grind and and crunch and get this game done. Get out two weeks early. Um, but I don't know what it tells us. I think that the simplest explanation tends to be the right one, right? I think that Fallout 4 cannibalized this game just as I told you it would. Yeah. And uh, it could be other things. It could be that Tomb Raider doesn't have a huge resonance anymore. I don't know if I believe that. It we could all be that the number with the last one. We it, all love the reboot. Exactly. And it could be that Xbox One just isn't in many people's hands. That's true to an extent, but there's still about 14 or 15 million out there. There's a lot of Xboxes there. out there. So that's not really it. And it's on Xbox 360 as well, which there are 80 million of. Um, so... I, I think that it's just a difficult situation for them to be in. And I wonder when this deal was made. And mm -hmm. I wonder if this is a what I always say about Titanfall, which is that EA, in my mind, I don't know one way or the other, would probably take that deal back if they could have because Titanfall was really sent to die sure. on Xbox platforms um, compared to the way it would have done if it was on everything. But I think that even if, to their credit, even if the game was on PlayStation 4, I don't know that it would have done any better considering PlayStation 4 also gets all these games. So... It's a tough situation for them. And Here's I feel bad. I feel bad for them. Oloom wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can. It says, hey guys, I have a question or a general topic of discussion perhaps. How hard is Sony laughing with the temporary exclusive Tomb Raider being launched the same week as the massive Fallout 4? Yes, there will be specific players for either game, but we both know there are plenty of gamers who just want to play both. Is it a mistake made by Microsoft? What could be the point? The reviews seem quite good, but they are not but they are both not groundbreaking. Both are basically the same games as this year's predecessor. Does it matter? Is Sony? What, do you think Sony is laughing at this one? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I, I think that I think that uh, not. I don't think you know Sean Layton. Sean Layton sitting there. in his office having a fucking chuckle about it. Yeah. I think they look at this and are like, "Well, our third party deals are working, and we don't even get these games exclusive. We didn't even pay for any of this shit. You yeah. Know? They pay obviously for the DLC exclusivity with Call of Duty. I'm sure they have some marketing funds that they of use course. for Destiny and stuff. This is a there's a transition of capital between these companies. Whether it's like the Destiny deal might be like Sony just pays for the advertising. That's a that's a if, if, just anecdotally. I don't know if that's true or not, but that could be that could be a way for them to save money in the long run, right? Yeah. I think that they look at this and are like, well, what I'm really interested in, and people have been saying this for a long time, is when the game comes to PS4, which we assume will happen in October, November next year. Will it sell more copies than it sold a year before on an, on a platform exclusively? That's when Sony has the chuckle. That's you when I mean? it gets and, interesting. Yeah, but no, I think that Uncharted or Sony has Uncharted coming up, which is Tomb Raider is Uncharted was inspired by Tomb Raider, and Tomb Raider is now inspired by Uncharted. And mm -hmm, so the, the, mm -hmm. they're gonna they're gonna have these two things to to kind of these two pillars to look at and say like, well, our, uh, Uncharted's gonna sell millions of copies. I mean, Uncharted Four is gonna be fine. It's gonna sell many millions of copies. Um. So, no, I don't think Sony's like actively having a, a laugh, but I'm sure they look at this and be like, well, that's great for us. Well, Trevo yeah. Graffi also wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, hey, guys, is it possible that Tomb Raider being a timed exclusive is actually a blessing in disguise? Coming out on the same day as Fallout 4 was an unfortunate coincidence, but it will have an opportunity to shine again a year or so down the road when it's released on PlayStation 4 and probably in some sort of collector's edition with the DLC added in. Do you guys think this will help compensate for the loss of sales that went out with fallout 4 it Thanks. might but i i think it's all about the way you judge it this deal didn't happen in a vacuum mm -hmm. square got money for this there's no doubt about it they wouldn't do this and and isolate their you know it's the same thing with titanfall i'm sure like there's got to be some sort of money exchange so i don't think in a, in, a, in, a, in a revenue point of view that they really care but if they want to have this thing where like we sold x million amount of copies they're gonna be in trouble sure you know because i don't 
That's what game, com- game sales are front loaded, and we have to assume that this isn't going to be an anomaly where Tomb Raider is going to sell again in December or January. Maybe it will, but that would be unusual. You know? Really unusual. Yeah, you get your you get your sales up front when you have your big move and your pow. You're right out there. Your commercials the are commercials running. Exactly. It's brand new. Everyone's talking about it. No one talked about this game, and people were yelling at us when we were when we were both saying that before. But it's true. I on the day it went up. I saw Mitch tweet about it and Alexa tweet about it and other people tweet about it. And every so often I'll see somebody now say, oh man, two murders are great. But that's it. The rest is fallout photos, this, that, the other. Oh my God. Oh, I just got into EA access for Battlefront. It's like a deluge of other games people are talking about and no one is talking about this. So I don't know where you make that ground up. When it comes around to PlayStation 4 and the exclusivity deal is up, is it a bigger deal? If Sony wants to get behind it and push it, if yeah, Square really have does. have no reason to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I mean, they, and they're not going to do that. I mean, why would you do that? You know, why would Sony do that when they when Square got in bed with Microsoft? If it doesn't yeah. make any sense, you don't want to reward that kind of behavior. If you're a company, I don't really give a fuck one way or the other, but that seems like a weird thing for them to do. Uh, they'll get a cut of every copy sold, and that's just the way it works when you own the platform. Um, yeah, I think that we have a situation here where um, a blunder, this is a blunder. And, and, and I, but here's I, the thing is it even a missable blunder? You know what I mean? Is there a way? Could like I think Greenberg when he, I've listened to the show he was on with you guys when I was gone, and what you're saying makes sense. Where he or what he says makes sense of like what are we gonna do? You know what I mean? And even when we say, all right, well, fuck it, you know, go gold earlier, push it out, have a bigger day one patch, get it out two weeks early, everybody's you know, then you're on top of Halo, right? So isn't that the same problem? Yeah, but like, but this is the assumption that that they knew like it's not like the Fallout Four date snuck up on Microsoft. They knew for probably a really long time. I mean, it, it, they knew the game was in development probably for years. I mean, I'm sure both platform holders did. Yeah. Bethesda has the plat, you know, has the, the dev kits. They have to go through Microsoft to get the game on there. They're not, st- and they were at the fucking press conference. So you have to assume they knew. And and I just don't understand why they held to that date. Like I, I, Aaron Greenberg's a smart dude, and I think he knows way more about both of us combined times 100 about how to market a game and all this I stuff. Agree, There's yeah. no doubt about that. I, but, but I don't understand. I don't understand the, the loss of saying, let's just hold it. It's done. Let's just hold it. You know, like and release it in con- February. Do you think it's contractually obligated maybe, by but, the way but, they're but, going through? Maybe, but well, like who, who it, it, let's say it's contractual, then who does that benefit the hold of the contract? Like uh, that's just. That would be weird too. Yeah, Square was probably like, "Holy shit! Like, what are we gonna do?" And I'm sure, the, and the argument can be made, of course, and it was made, and Aaron made the, the argument very eloquently that, well, where do we go? And and we 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 can't go anywhere. But my argument is like, if you can't get the game done earlier, which it makes sense, <laughs> then you hold it, and you release it in February. To his point, he says that that yeah, that can really injure. I think he says it on the podcast that that, or I read it somewhere else that that can injure a game by holding it and then releasing it in, in, in the winter. But it couldn't. It can't be any worse than this. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, it, this is bad and. And that's why the, mum's the word. Like, I haven't heard shit about Tomb Raider sales, like, in an official capacity. Microsoft's yeah. not touting, like, how well the bundle sold or anything like that. They're not saying anything. Yeah. So, it's bad. And and uh, I think that this is an unfortunate, this is a tragic, this is a tragic kind of thing for a game. And if you look at it from for a platform agnostic. For the people who work super hard on this. Yeah, yeah. like, it's, I'd be, if I was them, I'd be like, this sucks. Yeah. You know, like, we really worked hard on this game. We made a great game, and, and uh, no one's playing it. And... I'd be really fucking bummed about that if I was them. And I feel bad. I really do feel bad for them. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand how you think that it's a good idea to release it at the same day as Fallout 4. I mean, I told people, I said this for fucking months since E3. And a lot of people believed me and, and agreed. But some people were like, you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. No, I wasn't. It was, I mean, it was so obvious. It was so fucking obvious this was going to happen in this game. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think that it can live again. Like, I, I just... That's not the way it works. That's not the way the market works. Maybe when the game gets so like $40, $30, people are going to start buying it. 
Maybe people get it for Christmas. People or, you know, buy it, but you'll never have that moment. You know no. what I mean? You have a moment when you release a game. This was the game's moment. And if you're going to say, well, maybe it'll have a moment when it's released uh, coming up on PlayStation 4 as a, you know, the special edition. Did the definitive edition of Tomb Raider have a moment? No. Nope. It, it did okay on PS4. That game but came out, but it wasn't It wasn't again like, holy shit, everybody. No, stop what you're doing. This is all anyone's talking about. Yeah, and Sony's not going to market this game. By, by If you assume that Final Fantasy 15 is really going to come out next year, which I don't, but if you, if you assume that it's going to come out in the fall, Square Enix's marketing money is spoken for. So, like, what do you do? You know, like, I just... It's really an unfortunate situation. It's an yeah. unfortunate situation for Microsoft. It's an unfortunate situation for Square Enix. And it's an unfortunate situation for gamers because we are gamers we as a group of gamers typically move forward and we have to move to the next thing. We're excited about the next thing and Tomb Raider's just going to lose. Like it's yeah. going to lose. So unless the anomaly is totally broken, I mean, this would be a huge anomaly if, if Tomb Raider sales were better in November than they were in October, for instance. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, like, or no, I guess that's wrong. No better November, December than they are in November. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, it's a I'm, quagmire, Colin. It is. It is. And I, I, I agree that there's no good way around it. I, again, we have made a living of talking about things that we don't, Understand. Always understand 100% or as well. I think we understand things yeah. quite well. Uh, I think that's why people like the show, but we don't quite understand the the minutiae and the in and outs of, or the ins and outs of marketing a game, how much it costs, what's the burn of holding a game? Yeah. Uh, what does the evidence show when you do something like that? Does it work out or doesn't it work out? Uh, marketing dollars could already be allotted for quantum break and crackdown and all these kinds of things. Next year, there's all, sorts, awesome. there's all sorts of shit that you have to think about. Um, and getting in, in the way of other games so you know we don't quite understand it and i don't think that the i don't think that it was just it seems like a blunder and i think it was a blunder but i just but it, don't there might not have been every choice might have been a blunder. and that's the thing this wasn't an arbitrary choice i don't think it was them just standing their ground being like no fuck fallout we're a big deal too i think it was that they were played into the back into a corner right like well what do we you know any way you go something bad happens this is the way we're gonna go yeah but the people i really feel bad for are crystal dynamics 100 percent uh, number five is uh, I'm going to read an article from Kotaku's Jason Schreier, a friend of ours. Um, instead of distilling it down, I just want to read this article. We read it on Colin and Greg Live today, uh, but people might have seen Jason's piece or just a lot of the news going around after the uh, ISIS attack in Paris. Uh, reporting error leads to speculation that terrorists use PS4s to plan Paris attacks. And I thought instead of distilling it down into a story, you know, rewriting it basically and citing Jason, I thought I'd read the story because this shows you. This is relevant to our audience because it's a PlayStation 4 story and it's a story that we've all seen in the news over the last few days. But it also goes to show you like how bad journalism is getting in the game industry. And I think Jason did a really nice... And, 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 and not just the games No, industry. not just the games industry, but in the industry it, at large. But we... Games, develop, games journalists have to take... You know... Let's just get into it. Read the article, Colin. Jason writes the following. Last Friday, Islamic State terrorists attacked several locations in Paris, France, killing more than 120 people and injuring hundreds more. Over the weekend, as more information emerged, reporters and analysts began to speculate that the terrorists use an unlikely tool for coordination, the PlayStation 4. As it turns out, that was all based on a reporting mistake. Anyone can log into a PS4 and use Sony's online service, PlayStation Network, to communicate by text or voice with others on the platform. Excuse me. The service is both easy to use and difficult to track, which would presumably make it perfect for people who want to plan criminal activity. There's been no proof, however, that ISIS used PS4 to plot out what happened last week, despite the wave of media reports this weekend. So why have so many people linked the PS4 to last week's attacks? The speculation appears to have started with a rather silly Forbes article titled How Paris ISIS Terrorists May Have Used PlayStation 4 to Discuss and Plan Attacks. The article, which has over 475,000 page views and theorizes that a terrorist could also, quote, spell out an attack plan in Super Mario Maker's coins and share privately with a friend, end quote, which is 
Yeah. Similar to when Mike Drucker spelled out fart. Right, exactly. Yeah. Reports that a Belgian official drew links between the PlayStation and the Paris attacks. Forbes originally wrote the following quote. The hunt for those responsible, eight terrorists were killed Saturday night, but accomplices may still be at large, led to a number of raids in nearby Brussels. Evidence reportedly turned up included at least one PlayStation 4 console. Belgian Federal Home Affairs Minister Jan Yambon said outright that the PS4 is used by ISIS agents to communicate and was selected due to the fact that it's notoriously hard to monitor. Quote, PlayStation 4 is even more difficult to keep track of than WhatsApp, end quote, he said. Jason continues, what Forbes missed was that Yambon actually made those comments on November 10th, three days before the Paris attack. Yambon was speaking in broader context of Belgium's security weaknesses, not drawing a connection between the PS4 and last week's terrorism. And as for the PlayStation 4 that Forbes said was found in the raids, turns out that was an error, which they've since edited out. The writer of the Forbes article, Paul Tassi, gave Kotaku the following statement. He said, quote, this was actually a mistake that I've had to edit and correct. I misread the minister's statement because even though he was specifically saying that PS4 was used by ISIS to communicate, there is no public list of evidence list or evidence list of what was found in the specific recent raids. I've edited the post to reflect that, and it was more meant to be about discussing why or how groups like ISIS can use consoles. It's my fault as I misinterpreted his statement, end quote. The timing of Yambon's statement and some leading and some misleading reporting has led to a wave of unfounded speculation that's blown up all across national news or national media from CNN to Fox News and continues to. All that said, there's plenty of evidence that terrorists have been taking advantage of online video game services. The Edward Snowden leaks in 2013 revealed that NSA kept tabs on games like Second Life and World of Warcraft. In May, an Austrian teenager with ties to ISIS was arrested for allegedly using his PlayStation to store bomb plans. And of course, Yambon's state, uh, comments can't be dismissed, even if they're not directly connected to last week's terrorism. When we asked Sony for comment on all this, it sent over a mundane statement. It says, quote, PlayStation 4 allows for communication amongst friends and fellow gamers in common with all modern connected devices. We take our responsibilities to protect our users extremely seriously, and we urge our users and partners to report activities that may be offensive, suspicious, or illegal. When we identify or are notified of such conduct, we are committed to taking appropriate actions in conjunction with the appropriate authorities, end quote. Of course, whether or not the Paris attackers use PlayStation 4s to coordinate the possibility will always be there. Short of strictly monitoring every bit of communication between the PlayStation Network's 65 million active monthly users, there isn't much Sony can do to prevent terrorists from using their service to coordinate attacks. It's a chilling thought. Um, that's the end of the story. Yeah. I wanted to read that because that, that I've been seeing a lot of this and I'm like... That's, that's I saw it this morning on uh, whatever Willie Geist show is that he was talking about. And he, yeah, they were quoting the still as Oh, Morning fact. Joe probably. Yeah. The, well, I, he, I, I feel like he was guest starring on like the, the Today Show or something. <laughs> Anyways... That they're still using this as fact. They brought on an FBI analyst that you were talking to him about, like, is this a real thing? He's like, yeah, it is, and it's the hardest thing. But the problem, what raised my hair was when he was talking about the fact of, uh, yeah, this is still a thing, and it's really, you know, Silicon Valley not working with us, in that us being the government, you know what I mean, or the Justice Department or whatever, and that they're building these things and then not helping us monitor the people on them. And and, and the the people he was talking to were like, hmm, that is, a, and it's like, the way he phrased it, I'm like, I don't really want Silicon Valley to feel like they need to bend over backwards to work for you. Totally complicated issue. I'm not, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm it not is. saying it's cut and dry here. But it it's is. like, I don't like. But we have a responsibility, I think, to there's so much churn in games journalism, like a disgusting amount of it. Yeah. That it seems to be more about like getting a story right, like up and, and citing things that are not even factual and then misreading shit and like it propagating stories that aren't true and one of the things i was thinking about for better or for worse is you know we know sony people at sony very well what happened you're like leaning on your phone or whatever siri's going off <laughs> oh it is <laughs> siri that's relaxed <laughs> um we know like the sony pr team all of them yeah and i was just thinking about them this weekend where i'm like man 
This I like when I thought that it was actually true at first. I was like, oh man, this is a yeah. tough one. Then when I saw that, like it's it's kind of just a statement being made that maybe it's happening that we don't really know the connections and people are just kind of talking out of their ass, frankly. Um, and I feel like that Forbes article is talking out of its ass. Um, it's it's just unfortunate that we uh, the drive for clicks and the drive for just taking advantage of the zeitgeist at the time, which unfortunately in this situation is a fucking terrorist attack. It's just it just sucks. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I, I just, I, we owe w- journalism all across the board is just getting really not very good. And, and, um, we just owe it more to ourselves and to our audience. I think to just, you know, we, sometimes we, you know, whenever I make a mistake, I always go out of my way to correct it. And, and, and I think people that make mistakes on these sites correct them as well. But I just get why people are very skeptical recently of, of the media, right? Like, especially yeah. in my party, the Republican Party. It's like, oh, we don't trust the media. Well, I get, I don't really trust the media either. And you see shit like this and it's just, it's just clickbait. You know, like it's, it, it really is like, it's, it's, it, this is what you draw to this is like, this is, this is what you draw to this is, is, is a, is a, a man says something 10, three days before the attacks and it spirals just added fucking out. The of thing about control. it is it would have been, even if you weren't linking it to the, if you weren't saying the attacks that just happened on Friday were based on, or, you know, talked about on a PlayStation four, right. The, even with the lens of that, these attacks just happened on Friday. And this guy said like, you know, they, they do have the dude saying that the, he, they believe this is happening. Da, da, da. That's good enough. You know what I mean? In terms of what you're right, we don't to have do. to sp- Exactly. We don't have to spin it into like a, a, a spin a yarn here about, yeah. about it. If you don't have it, it, journalism is supposed to be about facts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's that's we've talked we've had this conversation on Colin and Greg. We've had this conversation on the Gamescast and on kind of fun or on a Game of Greg show. I think we've had it here. Where are the fucking facts? People are injecting themselves way too much into the news and they're and they are injecting their opinions way too much into the news, which is fine if it's an editorial. There's a place for editorializing and op-eds and all that kind of stuff. But where are the facts? This is the problem is that like I don't just generally it has nothing to do necessarily with games journalism, although it's it's certainly a culprit. It's like, who do you trust? Who do who's giving you the facts? That's why when people ask me, I'm like, well, if it's not from the AP or Reuters, I don't even really believe it. Yeah. <laughs> well, know, the like, problem here is like the fact that I don't like the Forbes guy made a mistake. You know what I mean? He made a mistake. He didn't get this data. Is it something you would like to have had him caught? Sure, of course. But you're going. You think you have something. You ran with it. Whatever. The problem now with checking your facts or whatever, right, is everyone's still reporting it. I I fucking I saw this on the news this morning at my vet's office. Then I came in to call Eric Live, a Twitch morning show, and we're setting the record straight. And it's like, wait, where where is the disconnect there? You know what I mean? Why weren't any of these people going through and checking it? But they were doing the same thing. Of there's the clickbait, right? There's everybody who's regurgitating the original article without looking at the dates or trying right. to check anything, right? Trying to do any of their own legwork for it. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not hypotheticals are interesting and they're fascinating. I love hypotheticals. You know, like I, I we we talk about them a lot, but we're not journalists. Yeah, and and. And we don't claim to be, you know, um, I'm certainly not a journalist yeah. and you're certainly not a journalist. And I just, I want people to just find those sources you trust and, and support those sources and stuff like that. But I just, t- I, I'm just sick of taking everything with a grain of salt. It's like, I just want to be able to turn on the TV or read a news article and be like, this is the way it is. And if we find out that the ISIS terrorists, for instance, use PlayStation four definitively, then report that that's the news. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I just wanted to read that I mean, out there because the I other the, the other thing to take away from this is that in the eye of the hurricane of any disaster, horrible, you know, tragedy, don't believe the news you're reading. You know what I mean? Don't immediately jump on this. You know, we were getting ready to watch something last night with dinner and flipped over and it was CNN reporting on these people fleeing the scene and that people were running. 
people were running in in Paris, you know, while they were getting ready to do right. some stand up interview. And Christine was like, "What?" And we both were like, "Oh God, what's happening?" And you sit there and you listen to them for two seconds. And you're like, "Okay, they don't have any fucking idea. This is nothing." We went and watched our show. Came back an hour later. You know, you turn off the DVR. It comes back to live TV. Same thing they're talking about. The people are running, and it turns out that it was firecrackers. Right? It's the same thing. I, I always go back. I I recently I had to do this with a a friend of mine who's going to Mizzou right now. Right. Mizzou it was in all sorts of turmoil last week, which is now forgotten because of this, because our cycle, of course, is not to analyze something, act on it, fix things, right? The national story is that here's the next disaster. Here's the next disaster. Here's the next, you know what I mean? It's but sad. All this stuff was going on at Mizzou, right? And he was telling me that, oh my God, there, I, we're hearing reports that, you know, the KKK is on campus, that people are walking around with guns, da, 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 da. And I was like, I understand that and you need to stay safe and don't get me wrong, don't go out of your way. I'm like, but none of that's happening. And I'm like, I can say that as a guy sitting on his couch in San Francisco, totally away from this. But I can tell you right now, I remember right after 9-11, when I was going to Mizzou, all it was was, go get your car filled up right now. The gas is going to go up. To the thing. They're invading this. Well, this is happening. You know what I mean? Like these things happen. And one person says something that they think they saw and it becomes news in fact. And that's the thing. And so that's the problem. I mean, that's one of the main problems, right? You're talking about go to people you trust. Yes. That's when... You have to turn off the Twitter blinders and actually go to a, a, a reporting thing like like you're saying with AP. Yeah, like the Associated Reuters. Press or something. It's just, I don't know. Not just, the cable news that's trying to fill a 24-hour cycle. And yeah, tell you I'm not trying to pick on anyone specifically or any outlet specifically. It's just, let's just slow the fuck down a little bit and, and talk about the facts. Yeah. That's all I care about. I'm really not curious about your opinions on you know X, Y, and Z if there are no facts to back up what you're saying. Because I'm looking at the article and it's and the, and the title is how Paris ISIS terrorists may have used PlayStation 4 to discuss and plan attacks. And then it says updated in, in brackets. And then it says correction. It has not been confirmed as originally written that a console was found as a result of a specific Belgian terror raid. You know, Minister Yemo was speaking about tactics. He knows ISIS to be using generally. OK, well, that undermines the entire notion of the article. At that point, I don't know if it's so much a cor- correction as it should be a retraction. Yeah, exactly. So it's just how that like your headline is what people are reporting on. It's still talking about. It's just strange. I just, I just don't understand. Like, and it's people who use PlayStation Four messaging. I will tell you, I will never plan anything in it. Terrible. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, I mean, all these maybe gr- that was like what ISIS wanted to do, and then they were like, "Oh, forget it." Wait, I can't change I gotta my name. My, I got to update my firmware. I can't change. <laughs> update my firmware. I can't change my PlayStation <laughs> name. I got this guy trying to join me in thirteen groups. Number six. Number six. Some Street Fighter Five news. For starters, Capcom has decided to tone down some of the more sexual animations and scenery portrayed. By fighters Armika and Kami, which has caused some controversy. I don't know if you've seen that already. I've seen it, yeah. Well, we, from the beginning, we've been saying, well, I remember when they debuted that new person, we we're like, she's voluptuous. Yeah, she is. She's not. The game may also be more accessible than previous Street Fighter games. Capcom's Brian Ayers told MCV, quote, the ambitions with Street Fighter V were to make the game approachable and accessible again, but also to make everything with the characters feel a lot more individual and bring out more chances for people to find the right competitor that suits them, ellipsis. We really hope that Street Fighter V can bring in a newer, younger audience. Perhaps more of an esports audience as well. Street Fighter is actually one of the first esports titles out there, but it's relatively underground compared to the likes of Dota 2 and League of Legends. Unquote. I imagine that's going to infuriate Street Fighter fans, but they can let us know that because I'm not a hardcore Street Fighter fan. Um, I mean, but accessibility. That's every Street Fighter. Every Street. Like, I feel like the last the last one for sure had like one button mode or some garbage like that, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just like, no, it's going to be totally acceptable. And I look at it still. I'm like, no, thanks. Not to mention, why do I want to play the dumbed down version of the game? It's, it's this is like he's saying it's an esport, right? It's a sport. It's a skill. Sit there and put in the time to get good at Street Fighter. I don't want to come in and be like, all right, now you just hit A all the time and this happens. Mm. And it's Mortal Kombat. Pay for your fatalities. You can just use them on the fatality button. It's like, mm. what the hell are you talking mm-hmm. about? Number seven. 
It looks like we're going to have a good long time to enjoy Fallout 4's upcoming DLC offerings. And a conversation with Mingle Media, as transcribed by GameZone, Fallout 4 game director Todd Howard noted that his team is on the DLC grind. Quote, we're doing it. We have a bunch coming next year. The game is huge, but it's not just this launch. It's going to be well deep into next year. It's like the game is done, but it's not done because until everyone plays it, it's not really done, end quote. So what he's indicating is that they have, they're working on the DLC. It's going to go well into 2016, the DLC schedule, which is not a huge surprise. And um, what I read into this is that their entire vision is not realized until until it's realized. And right. Because then you have the complete game, mm-hmm. the complete thing. Colin, mm. Wolf underscore AD47 wrote into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can to get your questions read by the time you read this. It would be a week of playing Fallout 4. So my question for you is, so far, what is your most likely to be favorite and or memorable quest in the game? No spoilers. For example, my most memorable and favorite quest in Fallout 3 was helping Moria? I don't remember. Moria Brown? Write the Wasteland Survival Guide. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I love Fallout 4. That was an early one. That's an early quest. And you bought mostly Fallout 4. Do you have a quest so far that stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, how would we talk about it without spoiling? I don't, I don't, I do, but I'm not going to say anything. What, I, don't, do you, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. I mean, mine's, my, I think I can do it with mine. Mine's the glowing sea. When you're told to go to the glowing sea for the first time or whatever, right? And it's just, for me, it was this epic moment of like, all right, cool. And you get in there and you have to kind of get prepared for it. And you're going in and it just keeps building and building and building. And all this cool shit's happening. All this, it's crazy visuals and all these different things. And it's like, that was like the time playing the game where I was like, or the, well, the first, one of the first times, I guess, where I'm playing, I'm like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. Like, so, you know what I mean? Like, this is a moment I'm going to remember. I was in that moment, like, celebrating what was already happening. Mm. Similar to how I felt Fallout 3 was when you left the vault for the first time. When there's that build up and it opens and da da da. We always talk about it or have talked about it on the show. Fallout 4 didn't have that exact same vibe because we'd already seen it. And plus, we've already done it. You've already left the vault. You know what that's like from Fallout 3. So, this one, though, was the. This is unexpected. Oh, 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 oh. And, like, I liked that a lot. I loved that. Cool. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to speak to. Okay. I don't want to I mean people are sensitive about the spoilers double blink for me if it involved Rick Ma. I don't know what you're saying number eight I was talking in code call of duty black ops 3 absolutely slaughtered during its first three days on the market it generated northward of 550 million dollars in revenue around the world making it according to Activision quote the biggest entertainment launch of the year end quote according to GameSpot however it's unclear whether the money made is attributed only to software sold or if the PlayStation 4 bundle was also counted mm-hmm. however the number still seems soft by Black Ops and Call of Duty standards as GameSpot points out that Call of Duty Black Ops 2 made 500 million dollars in only a day in 2012 nonetheless Activision states that sales of Black Ops 3 rose significantly in quotes over the last two Call of Duty games 2013's Ghost and 2014's Advanced Warfare digital downloads were apparently a big driver this time around so cool. Call of Duty doing you know driving along you enjoyed what you play I did. I haven't gotten back to it yet, but yeah. Yeah, well, we're, we're, that's the time of year right now. And uh, number nine. Final. Uh, some uh, random things here to talk about as we usually end the Roper's Report. Single possessive. Gravity Rush Remastered, the PS4 re-release of the Vita game, is coming February 9th, as we already knew, but it's now confirmed to be getting a retail release in addition to a digital release. It was originally scheduled to be digital only as a tease for the upcoming PS4 exclusive gravity rush 2 and people were furious they were ready to claw sony's eyes out they demanded their physical copy of this game colin i know now they're getting it there Adino says i loved gravity rush and i'm extremely excited to see it coming back to playstation 4 but i find it really strange how often articles about it are flooded with comments saying they won't buy it because it isn't on vita acting like it's a big betrayal to move the game to playstation 4 but if people really like the game enough to get that passionate about it shouldn't they want it on the leading platform as much as i love my vita wouldn't 
Wouldn't releasing it on the handheld be a huge detriment to the development of the series? Thanks, Oddino. Yeah, I get both sides of it. I mean, the the, gra- the region Gravity Rush is relevant at all is because of the people that bought it on Vita. So there right. there is some sort of ownership over the over the game from the Vita the Vita clan that bought it and it and it supported that that game. At the same time, if if Sony thought that it was viable on Vita, they probably would have made the sequel on Vita. So you know, I, I uh, my question is, could it have been on both? You yeah, know? and I don't know the answer to that they want it to look s- good on playstation 4 yeah. and then uh, vita would be the whole bag if you want the all, the honest answer to your question here odd dino the real thing is like you know people are it, this is totally what we're always talking about with vote with your wallet there are tons of people furious about this and guess what they're all gonna fucking buy it if you're a gravity rush fan you're gonna buy gravity rush on playstation 4 i i have i think there is no credibility to the people who are and, and don't get me wrong i'm sure you're out there like wait i said it and i do think it sure a few of you but the overwhelming majority who are like well no buy then if it's on vita you, no you're the hardest of hardcore playstation fans and you love this franchise and by the time it gets here you'll be excited about it and want to support it and that's the whole thing that it comes down to yeah if sony thought they would have moved units and done it they would have done it. And so even if it, you, the hardcore Gravity Rush fan out there right now, are like, well, I'm not buying it then, the the number of new people who will buy it are going to outpace what it would have sold on Vita, what it probably sold on Vita the first time around. It's a, it's an econo- a game of economics, and I don't believe the people who are saying they're not going to do it. Uh, yeah, I, we joke, or I've joked around about it on this show, that this is, you know, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I... As long I'm more concerned that the fact the game looks exactly like the original Gravity Rush. It, did they do? I reviewed that. Did you read my review and did you make any of the changes I wanted you to make, or is it literally the same setting and same everything, just upresed models? Because I don't want that. Yeah, people like the game way more than I did anyway. So yeah, I, that's I, wasn't, the thing. I wasn't into it at all. Yeah. Um. Other stuff from number nine. Number nine. Strategy RPG. Ayu Senki: The World Conquest will be coming to PlayStation Three on November twenty fourth. Looks pretty cool. And Ronda Rousey will be the cover athlete on EA's UFC 2 with EA Sports Brad Hildebrand confirming to ESPN that she will still be on the cover, even though she lost a big fight this weekend to underdog Holly Holm. Apparently, she got, you know, kicked in the neck, knocked out. Yeah. Um, so she'll still be on the cover. And that's not a huge surprise. I was reading. I don't know much about about MMA. And I know that Ronda Rousey's been in the news or whatever. And yeah. she beat the shit out of that other chick, you know, like a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's how she's been. All of her opponents is beating the shit out of them. Right. In two seconds. But apparently I was reading the comments on ESPN. I just went on ESPN like a day or two ago. To, yeah. You know, I, I just I read ESPN. And uh, they. Um, uh, the comments were quite unkind to her. I, I, it seems like Dude. people hate her. Like I didn't realize that. I thought that. People, oh wait, Rousey? I thought, yeah, I thought people liked oh, her. People no. were like hard as hell on Rousey. Like, I can't like, speak to the ESPN, ESPN audience. It was despicable. I thought last night or two nights ago. No, last night, right or whatever. No, the night of the fight, Saturday. I'm on there, right? And literally, you know, I I like Ronda Rousey fine. You know what I mean? I enjoy her fights. I enjoy she's a Pokemon fan. Fan. She likes video games. She's entertaining. She's every every like movie I've seen her in. I'm like, all right, cool. You're whatever. I follow her on Instagram. I'm like, you're, yeah, I like what you're doing here, lady. And the fever pitch that is built with every one of her wins and people tweeting about her and doing all this stuff all washed away in one night. She got, and everyone was like celebrating this like crazy thing. Not that like they hated her, but like, oh, I can't believe that. She went down and they're like using like the Friday gifts and you got knocked the fuck out and all that stuff. And it's just like, what you all liked her so much a second ago. Like, what I mean, like, I like, you want to talk about fair weather, you know what I mean? And like, this is what I was talking about with Nick today, where I was like, "Did you watch the fight?" He's like, "No," but he's like, he's like, fighting fans are already fair weather because there's really there's the hardcore fighting people who understand it, and then there's everybody who gets excited about one person, and when they get excited about one person, they think that person can't lose, and then you know they go out there and get kicked in the neck like seven seconds of the match or whatever, and it was just like, but damn, like it was like all of a sudden just work. Everybody was like making jokes yeah, at her I, expense. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't believe the harshness of the comments I was reading about her just. Uh 
yeah, generally that like she's unlike people think she's unlikable and she's cocky and all these kinds of things. And it seemed like the way she was fighting this particular person wasn't a very smart way to fight her. Yeah. That, like she had a plan and she stuck with it and she probably should have you know not stuck with it. Um, but people, everyone lose. Well, not everyone, I guess, but people, people lose. Not everyone. Not every fighter loses. Um, I've never lost. But, uh, you know, she'll be back. Yeah. She's 12 and one or something. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. I hope she comes back and has her whole. That'll be the funny thing, though. She'll come back and she'll win again. Everybody will be back like, ah. I never doubted you. Dana up. White was talking about how he wants them to uh, like wants a rematch. Yeah, I'm sure so. Dana White does. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, that's the whole thing is like UFC. Like it's because like after not this the last fight the fight before this fight there was all the articles of like UFC's fucked. Like they're doing great right now. Everybody loves her though, and she's unbeatable. You know what I mean? Like what? Are they, there's no one that can compete with her, and how are they going to deal with that? And da 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 da. And like. ESPN's, or I'm sorry, UFC's just happy, I'm sure, to have people talking about UFC in, you know, this volume, right? And have her on, she was on, you know, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon, all that jazz, you know, have this, like, celebrity star that they have who's in movies and doing all this crossover stuff and getting the sport out there to different people. And so I'm sure that, yeah, Dana White wants her hungry and ready to go. And, like, that's the thing is, like, that might be, a, that'll be a super interesting fight because now she's going to be like... Oh, fuck well the, what I, my plan didn't work so i have yeah. to rebuild it there was some absurd i saw some people saying some absurd shit though too about the, like all the conjecture that like, like it was so ridiculous but people were saying like that she could fight take floyd mayweather and stuff like that and i'm like everyone needs to relax you know a little that bit. was yeah before this fight there yeah. was a lot of, and she was the first i think to say like no nah, that does that, does, that, that would, wouldn't really work out <laughs> yeah i don't I, I don't i don't think so um that said she could Walk into this room and fucking murder me and you in one and, second. And that's with us having weapons. We have chains and... I'll be clawing up this fucking wall trying to get out of here. <laughs> Climb right. the castle, Colin! That, that's, that's it for the news. Oh, is it? It is. Well, Colin, I'll tell you what. I'm not that excited about that UFC game. But oh, maybe by the time it gets here, I will be. If I wanted to know what was in mom and grop shops right now, where would I go? The upcoming list of PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita software by... The kind of funny co-founders. Some interesting things here. Starting with Arcade, Arcade Archives Shanghai 3. This which is the one I've been PS, waiting for. PS4 digitally. In the sequel to the legendary Mahjong tile matching puzzle game, <laughs> players pick from an assortment of Zodiac themed tile patterns such as dragon, tiger, etc. Mm, yes. The object is to clear all the tiles from the screen by matching them in pairs. So it's Mahjong. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you for explaining it. Thank you for explaining the rules of Mahjong. Borderlands Triple Pack comes to PS3 retail. Mm. Shoot and loot as you explore the mayhem-filled world of Borderlands across all three critically acclaimed games. Experience the award-winning FPS RPG series, including the mayhem of Borderlands, Handsome Jack's rise to power in Borderlands, the pre-sequel, and his reign as maniacal Hyperion CEO in Borderlands 2. The Crew Wild Run Edition comes to PS4 digitally in a retail. Get the Crew open-world driving MMO and the Crew Wild Run expansion in one. Ride recklessly across the entire U.S. map. Customize your cars, monster trucks, and motorcycles for mayhem on and off-road. Crew, man. I'll tell you what. That was the game in the preview cycle. I was like, this is cool. I'm, I am don't like racing games or whatever, but driving across, smugglers run, it's reminding me of all that stuff. And then I forget what it came out against. It's a Tomb Raider situation. Mm. Came out against something. Never, ever played it's like it. like Titanfall with you. No, I played Titanfall. Longer than you said I was. I did. Barely. And you sold those avocados. Deadpool comes to PS4. steal the avocados! Deadpool stealth release PS4 uh, digital and retail on PlayStation 4. A few important things I need to say before you crack into my insanely sweet game. Oof, here we go again. This is, this is dead. I'm this a mercenary with an accelerated healing factor. I've been described as unstable, which is just plain cuckoo. I'm going to battle for the safety of humans and mutants. Be prepared for just about anything. Holla. 
That's what it says. I'm not throwing that in there. Deadpool, the game, was a lot of fun until the last like chapter or whatever. Then I, I couldn't even beat it because it was so annoying. I remember you playing it. Yeah. Dreamles comes to PS4 digitally. Having been summoned to a dream world, the three animals embark on an adventure to go back to their world. Each animal can move only in one direction. Combine them wisely to find a path to the key. Sounds thrilling. Thank you for that really great write-up. Game of Thrones, a Telltale game series, Episode 6, comes to PS4 and PS3 digitally. You either win or you die. Episode 6 of the six-part episodic game series set in the world of HBO's groundbreaking TV show. That's not even a full sentence. <laughs> game of Thrones, a Telltale game series, season pass. Do they even try? Does anyone even care? I don't know. Probably not. Game of Thrones, a Telltale game series, season pass, uh, disc, PS4, PS3, retail. Game of Thrones, man. This is an interesting one because like this got announced and it was like, oh, man, people were like, what a great fit for Telltale. And we love Game of Thrones. And then like, I feel like this is the one that's gone. No one has talked about it's this. It's shocking of, because Game of Thrones is so big. Yeah, exactly. That's I thought I thought it would be the I thought when they did uh, Borderlands. What would you think? I thought Borderlands was going to be the one that dropped off and no one ever talked about. It. And Borderlands is the one that's hilarious right. and really yeah, super well acted and fun. And everybody loves the finale. And I need to beat it. I still need to play that. People seem to enjoy it. Got to play that finale. Maybe I'll do it. Game of Thrones, a Telltale Game Series season pass disc, PS4, PS3 retail. See the story of House Forrester, a noble family from the north of Westeros, loyal to the Starks of Winterfell. Caught up in the events surrounding the War of the Five Kings, they are thrown into a maelstrom of bloody warfare, revenge, intrigue, and horror. Maelstrom is one of my favorite words. I know. Don't spoil it. We got to use it still. HTR Plus comes to PS Vita digitally. HTR Plus is a slot car racing simulator, a virtual version of the classic toy of the 80s and 90s. HTR Plus offers three different difficulty levels and 18 tracks and includes several challenges like loops, jumps, crossroads, narrows, and high-speed curves. Gotcha. Monster High, a new ghoul in school, comes to PS3 digitally. Welcome, new ghoul. Come roam the halls of Monster High and get to know your new classmates. Join clubs, make friends, and dress up in fierce fashions. But be aware... There's something strange going on. Oh, no. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Resident Evil Revelations 2 Deluxe Edition comes to PS4 and PS3 digitally. This one's out on the 18th, so this is a Wednesday release. The beginning of the Resident Evil Revelations 2's tale sees fan favorite Claire Redfield make a dramatic return. Survivor of the Raccoon City incident depicted in previous Resident Evil games, Claire now works for the anti-bioterrorism organization Terra Save. She and Moira Burton are attending a company party for Terra Save when unknown armed forces storm the office, capture Claire and Moira, and take them to a dark and abandoned detention facility on a mysterious island. I've still been meaning to play that on Vita. When will I? Probably never. Never. Star Wars Battlefront comes to PS4 digital and retail. Dun, 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 dun. Feeling the ominous thud of an ADAT or ATAT, depending on what you want to say. Some people get mad at me that I say ADAT. Everyone used to say ADAT. Feeling the ominous thud of an ADAT stomping down on the frozen tundra of Hoth, rebel forces firing blasters as an imperial speeder bike zip through the lush forest of Endor. I don't like the way this is written. Oh, immerse coming yourself. He's coming for you, EA. Immerse yourself in the epic Star Wars battles you've always dreamed of. I'm having fun with it. Good, I'm glad. I want you to know that. You know, at first, it's a game that you would think would pass me by. Not a huge. I like Star Wars, fine, mm. but I'm not like you. I don't. Like, I don't love Star Wars. Mm. You know what I mean? And then multiplayer shooters, whatever. You don't got that love for Reese? No, no, no. I do like CeeLo Loren. Oh, okay. I do like him and his his singing styles. Um, uh. But I'm enjoying this game. I'm enjoying what I'm playing of it. People who I've seen, the, you were talking about it, some of the comments about it, right? That it's not that deep or whatever. So people are dropping out pretty quick on this EA access I've seen business. that anecdotally. Sure. But I even Kevin, who's played a lot over the weekend, was saying like, it's fun, but it's not like super involved or whatever. Right now, I like that. I, I'm coming off Fallout. I have this week to kill before I'm leaving or whatever. I'm just jumping in, playing a few matches here and there, unlock a new blaster, do this. You platinum Fallout, by the way. I did Congratulations. Platinum. Thank you very much. Clap for me, everybody. I... 
I know you're at your you're right now at your office at your desk. Just quietly clap for me, everybody. Okay, Thank that's you. Enough. That's enough. That's too much. You want to talk about it a little bit? You want to talk about it? We like. have some trophy questions. Well, let's get through the rest of this. Okay. We'll talk about the trophies. I'm excited about this one. Super Star Wars comes to PS4 and Vita. Now, digital cross by. Lay this one down to me. This is that one we did a Let's Play mm-hmm. about, right? So it's that it's like a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, I was going to say. Very okay. weird. Yeah. And I wonder if we're going to get Super Empire and Super Jedi, which are even better. Enhance your PS4 with new save features, leaderboards, trophies, and updated display and controller options. Risk your life as a Jedi Knight. Join Luke, Han, and Chewbacca in their fierce war against the evil empire. I'm down. I remember getting that game. I remember getting all three of those games when I was a kid. Love them. Sword Art Online Lost Song comes to PS4 and PS Vita digital and a retail. I have it. Maybe we'll do a Let's Play of it. Journey into the world of Alfheim Online for the very first time. Join Carito as he ventures online to explore Svart Alfheim, a brand new area of Alfheim Online. The original storyline includes new and returning characters and exclusive environments in the ultimate virtual reality universe. As far as I know, the, the, the anime is about uh, kids that are sucked into an MMO. Right. I tried to play the Vita version, couldn't just it didn't. Apparently, didn't work very for me. badly translated. The, oh, not good. this one, but the the uh, Hollow Fragment. The apparently Vita one, like the like, which is like the best selling Vita game. <laughs> apparently, it's awful. Um, I have an idea. We'll, we'll get to it when I get to it. That's it for the games, Gregory. All right, Colin. Let's jump into reader mail. Reader mail. Maelstrom. <laughs> uh, Colin. Shocking news for you. Malatov cocktail. Uh, there it is. Give it to me right there. Mm pigeon mail get out <laughs> this, this reader mail is brought to you by squarespace if you didn't know we built kind of funny.com with squarespace uh it's super easy to use because it's so easy nick scarpino could do it when we were quitting our jobs and had a million other things to do and it looks really good and it works on mobile and it does a million things so if you need to build a website for anything go over to squarespace.com and use the code kind of funny all one word to get 10 percent off your new purchase now we're talking about trophies because again platinumed Fallout, Fallout 4. 4. Mm-hmm. Very, very exciting. Very, Did it today? It's a tough one. All right, yo, here's, well, here, let's just go through this okay. right now, and I will, I'll bring it all in. All right? Strength 10, 7. Many great games don't have great trophy lists to accompany them. Although great trophy lists are subjective, what do you guys feel are the quintessential types of trophies games need to have, and which types should be left off this list? I want to bring this then into Fallout, because Fallout 4, literally all but one, were, I thought, great trophies you know what i mean they especially going off of three and new vegas even though i know it wasn't their game but new vegas right in the way that new vegas trophies were rough exactly and i really feel like bethesda whoever was in charge of trophies looked at all the talk about that it was like okay let's make this trophy list accessible fun and attainable you know what i mean the whole thing from the get-go with it when we looked at them on colin and greg live the first day they were up right is like this is a a platinum you can get it's going to take a lot of time but it's not going to feel grindy for the most part right like i went through it and enjoyed myself uh you know people are so worried about missable trophies i was too when i played through blindly and i didn't know know what was happening but when you get to decision points where it's like if you do this then that's gonna happen the game pops it breaks the moment it breaks the fourth wall it's like if you do this this is gonna happen so make sure you're ready to do this which means you say no and you pop out and you make a save and then you go in and you play through and like so what i did is i got to that decision point made my decision played the additional Lots of hours, handful of hours, it all runs together now. Beat the game, right? And then went back to that save and played off in the other directions I needed to play to go get those trophies. So it's really that simple. It wasn't like it was like I was that close to being screwed at any point. Bobbleheads aren't locked away. Anywhere that there's a bobblehead, you can get back to even if you didn't get on your yeah, first one. Yeah, that was one. a design flaw. Right. For, yeah, it's the same thing that they ran into. I hope they fix it with uh, South Park, right? Stick of truth. I missed one chin Pokemon on the alien ship, and I'm like, I'm not going to go back and get this guy. Yeah, it's shitty Pokemon. when that happens. Too. Yeah. So... 
that's great. You know, most of the things are, you know, get to level 50, get 50 hacks, get 50 locks, do all this stuff. Like, again, that's stuff that's like not going to just like come over and like immediately to you. You have to work at it. But I enjoyed working at all that. I loved Fallout 4. You know what I mean? It is my favorite Fallout games. I enjoyed just playing through it and doing everything. Bobbleheads. Sure. I went off the maps. Find the big creatures. I went to YouTube videos. What up? Shout out to YouTube.com slash PS4 trophies, by the way. Yeah, he awesome. listens to the show. Oh, I know. Brian. Brian's a big fan. No, he always wants to collaborate with us. And I'm always like, yeah. And then we get busy and it never happens. Yeah. I mean, maybe when he comes to San Francisco, we can have him yeah, over. He's, he's coming to PSX. Yeah. So we should uh, figure that out. Yeah. No, he does great work and his trophies were great. The one that fucking I was furious yesterday, furious at yesterday was Benevolent Leader, which is get your settlement, get a large settlement to 100% happiness. And I really feel that the reason I'm furious at it is number one, I, I think. Th- the settlement stuff in the game, never something I wanted to do. Happy people like Christine are having so much fun. You know, I'm, I go on Reddit all the time and go to the Fallout Reddit. Happy to see the crazy shit people are building. If that's your angle with it, I've talked to people I was on uh, Fallout on the record or whatever, off the record, the podcast about Fallout. And they, you know, one of the the women on that is super into it and building all these different things. If you love it, great. And I love the fact that in the game Fallout 4, it does not put a gun to your head to do it. It is not like, hey, your base is being attacked. All oh, your stuff—that's not like Metal Gear. Your stuff's getting lost. It's like, no, like, yeah, you may get told that, hey, the settlers are under attack, and if you don't do it, you fail the objective. Mm-hmm. And hours later, that'll come back through, and you can go do it if you want to, right? But getting to the end and going in, and I'm like, all right, let's do this. And it's like I started watching videos in Brian's video on PS4 trophies. Right, it is literally like. This is the longest trophy. It's going to take you forever. And like, we're not, it's one of those where it's like, you don't I even really know. Yeah. I, I really feel like right now, cause it right now, this is for the first time in a long time, I guess, cause everything's so explained out in guides and wikis, right? This trophy feels like what it used to feel like to go on the playground and talk to your friends and be like, well, how did you get that? And like, oh, I hold the button. Like, how do I do that fatality? You know what I mean? Like everyone has a different thing. Cause like, Brian's video is very much like build the level three clinics, get everybody assigned, have more food than, than you need, have more of this, da, 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 da. And I did that and it starts working and it's super slow. But then it's like I started complaining about it online and some people are like, well, build statues, build this. And Brian's like, that doesn't work. And other people are saying, well, I heard TVs get it to go up faster. And, and I'm so desperate that I'm like, all right, fuck, I'm just doing all of it. Yeah, I saw that you built like 7,000 clinics in your... I put Yeah, the clinics I did for sure. I had like, yeah, I had a ton of clinics and then I just put down like hundreds of carpets i put tvs everywhere i put power generators everywhere that are connected to nothing just to get the stat up so like you know what i mean and it's like the problem is that it goes up so incredibly slow you know what i mean i left the playstation on yesterday from probably two o'clock in the afternoon till 10 o'clock and got it up to i think it was like when i turned it off last night it was up to maybe 92 you know what I mean? That's from like 60. You know what I mean? And then this morning I woke up and did it and I turned it on and then went to the vet and came back and, and I put it on and I was at 98. But all of a sudden I had a red arrow going down, indicating that happiness was going down now. And I looked, I didn't have the trophy. So I panicked, ran around, found that the people who like, have you, have you signed anybody to anything? I don't even know how to do that. So and this is the how pro- do you do it? You walk up to you have to be in like the view mode of the, your settlement thing. Walk up to a person, click X to command, and then walk over to whatever you want them to do and hit X on that okay. so that they'll go do it. Convoluted, not explained in the game, yeah, and really not clunky. Very well, not very well done. It's super clunky when you want to talk about crops because like you know I'm I'm planting food or whatever, and so I'd already signed a bunch of food there, but I, then I got more people, so I needed more food. So I'm like, all right, I'll just put down more stalks of corn right here, and I put the stalks of corn down next to other stalks of corn. They don't auto assign. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, 
I think I'm like, all right, I'll go over. To, I click this guy who I can like. Sometimes you'll select somebody, and if they're they're around what they're running, it'll all highlight. So like they're highlighted blue, and then the thing is, and I'm like, well, this dude's only working two crops. I'll put him on this crop too. I do that onto the one stalk of corn, which he suddenly forgets about his other crops, and my number starts dropping. I'm like, no, goddamn! And like, it's this game of like, fuck, like how do I just you know like just little changes without fucking it up. So this morning I came back, saw I was at 98, but now I had a red arrow signifying I was going to go down run around and it turned out that yeah of like 14 clinics i built six people were all suddenly like fuck it and walked away they just walked away and they were unassigned now so i had to run around and find people who weren't assigned and the problem is like everybody just wanders so like i'd find people on the other side of the map not near the thing I'm like click on them i'm commanding you to go and i just had to get them closer and closer that i could select them and look i'm like all right you're not assigned to a clinic come on motherfucker you know you put them on a clinic it's like jesus christ i wonder what it all is because i i i have five people in my settlement and no electricity. I have some crops and water, like everything I had to do for that that quest, that main quest. Yeah. And my happiness is like in the mid eighties. Yeah. And that, like I, I just wonder. I just like I like, and it's going up. I think. Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder if I just leave it alone. <laughs> like but it's one of those again. The rumor is like that. You know, like people who are doing that is like that. They get unhappy if you leave and are gone a long time. So if you come back a lot, they're happy about that. So like they're like, when you start this trophy, don't leave. So I just never left because if you leave, sometimes I guess on PS4 there's a massive drop and stuff. Like and this is what I'm talking about with the like. I don't know if that's 100% true. I don't know if anything, you know what I mean? Like, I go watch, complicated. go watch the youtube.com slash PS4 trophy video. That trophies, that worked for me. You know what I mean? That video worked for me from Brian. Uh, but I did do everything else too, just in case. You know what I mean? That was my thing of like, well, fuck it. I'd rather, even if the TVs don't help and the carpets that I'm just piling up in the street don't help, I don't care. I was hanging, I kept making paintings and hanging them on the outside of houses, <laughs> just like spamming them to the point where I, like, there's a meter up on the top that says size, which I thought signified how large your settlement was. But it's like a little big planet where what it really meant is this is how much you can build. Mm. So when I maxed it out, putting fucking paintings on the wall and carpets on the ground, it was like, you can't build anymore. I was like, oh, fuck. And then I go back and delete carpets and I'm putting down generators to get, you know, it's just like, it's interesting. It's a pain in the ass is what it is. Yeah, but like, they'll probably, they'll probably fix I it. I think they will totally tweak that system in some under the hood eventually. So if they, you're not going for it yet, I bet by the time you do, it'll be that, better. They probably in focus testing and QA didn't get that feedback. Right. But back to strengthens common here. Strengthen. I like that. Uh, he's talking about what is a great trophy list what are you know what are the quintessential types of trophies the game need and what should they avoid like I said I think for the most part benevolent leader aside fallouts is a really great example of a really great way to do it of we want you to play all this stuff and have fun and go through and like even when I you know I finished the game at level fuck 40 six seven i'll say or whatever right and then it was like okay now there's still a boatload of quests and bounties and shit to go do it's not like Oh, fuck, where am I going to get these these XP? You know what I mean? I'm still getting XP and I was still having fun and still collecting and finding things. It was great. You know what I mean, I like I like a trophy list that doesn't that, that lets me have the game on its terms and have fun with the game that way. Right. Like that's a great look at a trophy list. I think comparatively, that's not terrible, but not one I enjoy a lot is the uncharted of like, cool. You finished the game. Now go kill 25 enemies with this gun. You never yeah. liked. It's like oh, what geez. was weird about the uncharted trophies on PS4 is that they made them worse. Mm. And that was like so weird to me. It was like, oh, you used to have to kill 10 guys in a row or five guys in a row with brutal combos. Now you kill 10 or like you have to kill 70 or, you know, like 10 guys with the hang, like hanging the hangman grenade. Like yeah. grenade. Now you kill 20. And I'm like, why would you do that? Right. Like, did you really get feedback that these trophies were fun? I think the um, Bioshock has a really good list. I think um, I like I like tro I like lists that are that give you you have to continue to give people a carrot at the end of the stick. I don't like trophies. 
or games. Uncharted is a good example where it's like there aren't trophies at the end of the chapters. I think Last of Us's trophies were fucking awful. Um, shockingly bad. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that they did the trophies like that. It's so bad. Like the, the Last of Us trophies are so. You finish bad. that game and you're like, I don't. Even, and, and this is such a shitty way of putting it, right? But stick with me, right? Is that I finish that game and I'm like, oh, what an amazing experience. Yada yada yada. We talked about how great the Last of Us is, but I'm like, oh. I didn't really get reward on the trophy front. And you know what I mean? No, and it's like, that doesn't take away from it. But for me, you know, like I loved Fallout 4, right? And so I wanted to platinum Fallout 4 because of that. I love Lego Dimensions. I wanted to platinum. I, I loved Metal Gear, right? And that, that platinum on Extra Life broke me, but I still want to do it as a way of not paying homage or whatever. But it's like, hey, I put in all this work into your game because I like it so much. But Last of Us trophy, I looked at it, I was like, fuck this. Never. No. I mean, clearly it doesn't matter to the quality of the game. I gave the game a 10. Yeah. Uh, but, no, no, exactly. Yeah, I, well, but, I know, but you don't understand. But, no, but I agree. I was like, so I felt so unrewarded on the trophy front. Not that that's very important, but I just think Naughty Dog should know better. And I'm really interested to see what Uncharted 4's trophies are going to be because yeah. I cannot imagine for one second that the Last of Us trophies were well received, or they did not get feedback from people that these trophies fucking suck. And I you think can't, and you can't do trophies like this. I think you're going to get Uncharted three, two, and one's trophies, treasures, and yep. random kills and stuff yep, like that. I they do. should put a bronze trophy at the end of every chapter. There's not, there's nothing wrong with that. It's their progression chat, their progression trophies. Yeah, um, it's always a nice way of seeing how much more of a game you've left. Yeah, I like, especially I like, if they're hidden like or whatever. Kind of but stuff. you see it, yeah, I do too. Or I'm it doesn't have to be tra- chapter related. It could be like, oh, this happened in the game or whatever. Right, right, reunited or whatever. Uh, I think, if, I think, I think, Infamous's trap trophies were really good. Yeah, uh, Infamous one, yeah. two, and Second Sons and First Light. Um, so there are there are good examples. I like progression trophies. I like collectible trophies a right. lot. Yeah. Um, the thing that makes me nervous about collectible trophies is when they're broken. That was one of the major things that happened in Techland games. Funny uh, shit. Dying, dying light trophies were broken. Even so, Sanparga writes in and says, "Hey guys, I was wondering if you ever run into a bug trophy that really bothered you. I normally don't care about trophies in general, but I decided to go for the platinum in the Uncharted collection. I got all 100 treasures and the strange relic in Uncharted 2 with their corresponding trophies, but the one for getting both treasure and relic refuses to pop." I tried everything with no luck and it really pisses me off. It's also the second time this happened. Happened with Witcher 3 too. After I had done everything, one lousy trophy decided just not to pop. It's turning me off the whole platinum thing. Ever happened to you guys? P.S. I love you, but I think we should see other people. Yes, it happens to us. I, I, I don't know that it's happened to me in a significant really? way. Okay, I mean, my, my but I know yours was was Dead, dead Island. Dead Island. Dead Island to, uh, no, Dead Island. Riptide. Oh, Riptide. Riptide. Yeah, sorry. There's so many fucking Dead Islands. Yeah, Dead Island. Riptide. We had ahead of time, and I was gonna be the first person in the world to platinum it, and I was going, and everything was fine, and it got down to collectibles, and I could not find this. I don't even remember anymore. Tape recorder or whatever, and I ran out to GameStop because they had the guide early. I went downtown, bought it, came back on the bus, got home, went through, did big black X's through everything, and got to where this one's supposed to be, and it's just not. Not there and it's one of those like i'd be, I'd be are you furious. fucking kidding Techland, me? this is a techland problem they do this in every one of their games the the and i don't i'm always curious how trophies are qa'd mm-hmm. like does sony qa the trophies you know like do they have someone in, in in the studio being or like someone at sony that's like or people at sony that are like you're going to platinum this you know yeah i like, doubt you, it they have like you have to be able to qa them in some respect but you'd imagine that it's, it's how done on developer side but how hard could it possibly be to make the trophies correct? And like, what's wrong with Techland that this keeps happening to their games? Like, th- this happened in Dying Light as well. And I haven't gotten the Platinum in Dying Light, obviously. I haven't even beaten the game yet. Um, but there's some, you know, they fixed it. They have, like, their whole patch update or whatever. But it even says in the, in the thing, like, well, like, people on, online are like, well, you started getting these things before the patch. Like, you mm-hmm. have to start again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that, that's so fucking stupid, dude. That sucks. At some point, if the trophy's broken, you should just put a patch in and be like a, a little selector on an option. Be like, if you select this, you'll just get the trophy. Yeah, I because, agree. Because, like, it's it's fucking broken. Yeah. You know, uh, to the first question from Strength 10, 7, right? 
he was like, what are ones you hate? I hate online trophies. I, the, uh, to the thing we're talking about right now, the people who do did it really, really well, Uncharted. Yeah, they did hey, do it well. we're going to give you two oh, two bronzes for each, of, or one bronze for each mode, which is basically jumping in and play the match, jumping in and play the match, right? Then the DLC is going to come and give you a boatload of DLC multiplayer trophies. That don't count towards the plot. Brilliant fucking move. When you get put it in there and it's like, even Last of Us, you know what I mean? If you like the multiplayer, great, but oh, I mean... The multiplayer but, was... I have those trophies. And that, 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 uh, that's a... Oh, that noise is awful. You don't like that? It's not me swallowing it, though. That's even... It's you swallowing the water is even worse. <sighs> Man, you're really testing my fucking patience, though. Um, yeah, I have the... The funny thing is I have the hardest trophies. You have trophies the hardest in trophies in Last of Us. I played yeah. the Last of Us for like 50 hours online, and, and those trophies are fucking hard. The gold trophies for beating it on both mm-hmm. both for Fireflies and whatever, the Survivors, whatever the fuck it was. Um... Yeah, I, I I think there is an art to trophies. Yeah. And I understand it's not important to a lot of people. I think that people that it's not important to overestimate how many of them there are. I think that a lot of hardcore people that listen to this podcast, hardcore PlayStation audience, they do care. Yeah. Even if they don't want to get the Platinums, there are people that care about trophies that don't care about Platinums. Like they don't care. They always look at the trophies, though. They don't even go out of their way to get any of them. So it does matter. No, I agree 100%. Um, yeah. And uh, it's just not that fucking hard. That's the thing is like it's not that hard. Like show me your game and I'll tell you exactly what to do. That's why we don't give it away yet. We always talk about when we leave this world behind. There's life behind. This life. I don't want to leave this world behind. I'm not quite ready for that. (laughs) We're going to start a trophy consulting business, which I think is for a lot of questions. Colin, we talked a lot about journalism getting it right. I've meant to start with this one, but we got it it wrong last week. So we need to go through this. We have a correction. Sure. From Light Fret. Okay. Greg and Colin. Thanks for the great podcasts every week. I really enjoy them. One remark. Last week, you called Spelunker World pretty much a ripoff of Spelunker. Spelunker World is a sequel to the 80s game called Spelunker and the 2008 announced remake Spelunker HD, though. Just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, Spelunky is actually inspired by this game we got i got it wrong the other way and then we were just like ah, i made a funny joke and yeah i didn't say one way or the other but i wouldn't have known that but you didn't correct uh, me so there well you i didn't know i'm uh as, one tweet i got about it was yeah sorry for the error of course we're always gonna make errors uh we have no stat boy the uh we don't have a stat boy the one thing that someone said to me is like how do you not know that and i'm like do you want to take a seat and i'll tell you all the things you don't know yeah <laughs> <clears throat> uh so obviously we don't we don't uh know everything you know we're gonna yeah. make mistakes we appreciate the correction though and that was, like, that was a pretty common uh, tweet that we were getting this week. Yeah. Uh, Snarky Starky, a friend of ours, mm-hmm. wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, What's up, guys? Hello. My question this week is on Drinkbox Studios Game Severed. I haven't seen or heard much since going hands-on with it at PSX last year. I know it's confirmed to be there again this year, so my question is this. With the waning Vita support, what are the chances that Sony is pushing them to make the game multi-platform using the DualShock 4's touchpad as an analog to the Vita's touchscreen or even optimizing it as a PlayStation VR game? I know you're friends with them, so you might have to you might have insight that says I'm completely off the mark, but I thought I'd present it to you as food for thought. As far as I know, that's that's not that's not even remotely the case. Uh yeah, we I had dinner with them at PAX East. Um and uh we talked about the game and, and uh, you know, I'll leave that conversation to, to our ears, but um, the game, they're working on it and it's coming. It's going to come out and it's a Vita game. Uh, I don't, I, I've not heard anything from them. I mean, they don't tell me everything they do, but of course uh, they, they do, do, do trust us and they do know us and they listen to the show. I think what about um, Chris and uh, everybody else fuck off. Uh, the game's not coming to PS4. I don't think that that's the reason. I think that they're working on the game and I think they have the luxury unlike that, that you used to have to, to, to make it right. Yeah. And I want to reiterate that you should reward them, you know, and I'm not saying that because they're our friends. Drinkbox Studios has been one of the great Vita supporters of all yep. time. And you want to 
maybe severed is going to be bad and maybe you don't want to do that but i, I hope that it, i wait I, for I, a I suspect, review but yeah. if it's great and you're the ones who are like going to boycott gravity rush then yeah this is what you need to do is jump out and get this and so yeah. what if it, first person dungeon crawling isn't you, your thing right then that's you don't what you, need to get you don't see many studios dedicating a lot of resources to vita exclusives anymore and it will be I, probably on ios eventually or something like that too but um they have taken they've made their careers recently on vita and we, we they deserve credit for that because there's not a lot of people that are doing that anymore and they're going to do that in 2016 you know yeah so good for them i'm proud of them speaking of playstation vita greg way gb lopez writes into kind of funny.com slash psq just like you can this is greetings colin and greg Hello. i remember colin talking about how excited he was for Hotline Miami 2 and the PlayStation Vita. However, I don't remember him giving his thoughts on the game. Personally, I absolutely love it. It's longer, more challenging, the soundtrack is still fantastic, and I love the new character abilities, particularly the dual willing. What are your thoughts? Thanks, guys. P.S. I only like you as a friend. I think I got through about half of it. I really liked it. Uh, the other things came out and I didn't get a chance. You know, that's always there's always something in the fucking way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I really liked it. It was more Hotline Miami. I really think it's You and I were special. on the same page in terms of being super stoked for that. I had loved playing Hotline Miami 1 on my PlayStation Vita. Getting Hotline Miami 2, I was into. My problem with Hotline Miami 2 was I felt that it got away from the close corridor stuff. When it started really using big maps, which sounds great, but when you're on any screen and the way you had to pull it around, I'd walk into a room and immediately get killed. You're like, fuck. And I understand, well, Greg sucks at games. And like, you, know, you have to learn to play that way. And it's like, sure. But what I loved about Hotline Miami 1 was moving into a close quarter, moving into a tight room, and then making my choice. Not going in and getting shot and then be like, all right, so there's a guy over there. So now, even though I can't pull the screen that far, I'll cut right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, trial and error wasn't... It was the way you played Hotline Miami 1, but it wasn't the way you played it in Hotline Miami 2. Hotline Miami 1, the trial and error was, I've gone into this room, there's a guy coming, I want to pop out and get, oh, he killed me, but I knew I had a chance to kill him. Whereas this, it felt like they had the upper hand a lot. Yeah, it seemed a little bit bigger. Yeah. Uh, but still, yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I like the, the, the story's fucking weird, and then the uh, the music is ambient. Yeah, I think it's it's a good game from what I played. From what you played. OZMTB14. Wrote in kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can. It says, hey, guys. Hey. Why do we have such an obsession with trophies? He, he already heard the first part of the podcast, wrote this in, beamed it to my iPad. I love, I love them just as much as you guys, but why? Sony doesn't reward us with getting platinum trophies, example themes, PlayStation Store money, They are going to do that with Bloodborne, by the way. What are they giving you? I think they're giving you a theme that only platinum trophy guys get. Or trophy and they also do send out emails all the time, like being in the congrat, you know, being top one percent. Mm. I rarely go back and admire my old trophies, and no one outside of our ecosystem cares or even knows what they are. Can you envision a future where PlayStation gives us rewards for our plats, or does Sony feel like we don't care? So why should they? Thanks, John from Tennessee. P.S. I love you. No, really, I do. No, I think that they do care. I think that their trophies are important, and I think Sony knows that. That's why they talk about them all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think their risk they're running is that having a reward program for Platinums means that you'll go farm Platinums. That you, you can go on PS3 especially and get fucking a bunch of easy Platinums. So I don't think the numeric... So there's not a numeric solution. It's like 100 right. Platinums, you get this, because people will just farm it, and it's not fair. I do like their solution with Bloodborne, which was to say, like, we're going to give you a theme for getting a Platinum of Bloodborne. Yeah, I wish they did do more that. of that, yeah. And uh, so I think it's appropriate for them to do that, and I suspect that they'll do more of that. Uh, I think there is also a possibility... You know, remember, what kept trophies off of the PSP were, uh, was piracy. Um, so what if one day the trophies get hacked, and people do hack trophies still, and they do cheat? And, and if you go on the... Uh, leaderboards and PSM profiles or whatever you can see like there's a list for cheaters and a list without cheaters like there's, oh, really? it's, there's clearly a way to cheat still to get trophies nice. um, and uh, so how do you deal with that and and how is that fair so I think it's more complicated than you're giving than you're letting on it would be nice to have some more direct rewards but I don't think it's as 
simple as flipping a switch. I think that there are, you know, unintended consequences to doing that. My thing is, you know, like, why do we drive ourselves for trophies and stuff? And his comment here of no one outside our ecosystem cares or even knows what they are. For me, like, that's not what it's about, right? Like, the fact that I was blown away by the number of you who e- emailed in or tweeted or whatever asking why Con and I's trophies were private. I didn't realize that many people were looking at our trophies that often. You know what I mean? And that's, for me, what it's all about is, like, I don't give a shit if my mom has no idea my trophy level. I care that you guys do, that it matters to you if it matters to you. You know what I mean? That's part of our ecosystem, but more important, it's part of our community. You know what I mean? There is that thing of like, I I have the Fallout 4 Platinum, and you're like, oh, you're like, there's like, it's like, it is a congratulatory thing because you are with your best friends, and this is a cool thing that you've done. You know what I mean? Like, I like the fact that it's funny, like, with the Fallout 4 one in particular, right? Of like, I guess that wasn't the one. Whatever trophy, whatever I was chasing back in the day where I ran into the fact of like, oh man, this PS4 trophies guy on YouTube was really good. And then you find out like, oh, he listens to our shows and knows who we are and does all this stuff. And then like, uh, I went over the weekend. I was all over and and more than usual, I guess I was all over uh, the boards for the Fallout 4 stuff on PlayStationTrophies.org, right? But I'm I'm a lurker on those boards. I rarely, rarely post. But this one in particular, I was chasing one guy posted that he platinum it. What are the questions? I hit him up. And, and I was just in the in the chat or in the you know comment thread or whatever. And I'm just like, yes, yeah, so I don't understand this about the settlement trophy. How does that work? He responded, but recognized my name and then reached. You know, I mean, like that's the thing of like I'm not on my site. I'm not a personality there. Da 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 da. But he knew me because of the PlayStation community, and like that's where it gets down to. Like the same reason our show is a big deal, even though it's not like millions of people listen to it, right? It's because we have this awesome community around it. And that's what trophies are awesome for is keep connecting all of us. So we can have this nerdy little Morse code. We talking about how this bronze goes or what goes there. I love it. God damn it. It's real to me. Damn it. Still one of the great <laughs> clips of all time. <laughs> I love that. I fucking love that. That's that happened. Our final question to kind of funny.com slash PSQ comes from KHJ. Woo. Colin and Greg. If Shuhei Yoshida came up to you and said, quote, we will make you one first party Vita game. You pick the studio, you pick the franchise, but this will be the last Vita game we will ever make. What would you pick and why? P.S. I love your work. XOXO. Hmm. It's a good question. The last Vita game ever made. Who would we want to have it made? And he's, Shuhei's coming, so it's first party. I always felt like they really missed by not putting Infamous. God damn it, you can't steal mine. On Vita, so I would say Sucker Punch to make an Infamous game. Maybe a, maybe some sort of epilogue to Infamous 2 that connects it to First Sun more directly. Yeah. He, I, or, right? No, First Light, Last. What? what you fuck? want it to be. You second want Infamous Sun. 2 to connect to Second Sun. What am I doing? Yeah. You uh, want Cole, of course. Yeah. Uh, we want to uh, know where the fuck that, Cole that, that is. Really what was, he's that doing. really was a lost opportunity. Yeah. I have no idea why Infamous got, and God of War um, didn't come over. Sure. Uh, so that's what, what my choice would be. Yeah, I mean, mine. If you're gonna steal Infamous out from under me, then it's got to be Patapon. Go to Japan Studio, right, and get them to make a Patapon and be like, "Hey, he, not a collection. Here's this. Here's this awesome music rhythm game that's about battling and doing all these different things, and let's get it out there." Because Patapon is like so underappreciated. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I I don't mean to bang the drum on my. This is me coming down off my nerdy love of Patapon and being just like, even that said different kind of gameplay beautiful game the games got so deep as you went on you know what i mean and we're talking about psp and they were still like let's do online let's have all this stuff where you can jump in and play and trade and do all stuff and they you want to talk about a game that learned iteration to iteration you know what i mean pat upon one to pat upon two to pat upon three each one of those games was like 
All right, let's cut off the fat. Here's what it is. Ooh, let's cut this. You know what I mean? Patapon 3 was such a great game. I'd love to see what they would do with the Vita, especially as it is now. If they would have done it originally, it would have been all fucking back touch and weird ass, and I would have been like, yeah, oh, like it's good, but not great. Little deviance. Yeah, luminous even, which wasn't terrible, but like wasn't needed, mm-hmm. right? Like now you'd have this like pat upon that's stripped down and ready to fucking run and rage, and that'd be awesome. That's good what choice. I want. Yeah, thank you. I try, Colin. I'm always looking for your approval. I know. I love you. I love you too, buddy. Um, Colin, mm. how would you like a new segment? Sure. We have it. It's called P.S. I Love This Best Friend XOXO. Camp Beta 18 says, can I be the PS I love you XOXO version of hit of the week? Yes, you can. And we're calling it PS. I love this best friend XOXO. So if you don't remember hit of the week, ladies and gentlemen, on our old show, we would read you a PSN name. You would then go friend this PSN, send them fun messages and be nice. The whole point is we're being nice. We're getting you all connected via the community. So the first ever PS. I love this best friend XOXO is my underscore outlet. My underscore outlet is Camp Beta 18. Uh, he wants you to all go be his best friend on the PlayStation Network. So send him messages of support, love, XOXO, PSs, and whatnots. Colin, mm. time for now an old segment as we reach episode nine with it. This week's forgotten PlayStation game. I put this one down because I had forgotten to put my pick in. And then I started thinking I was, this, I know you have an affinity for this game too. I don't think you've used it yet, mm. but don't punch me if you have. Mm. Have you put on here magic orbs slash magic balls? No, I haven't. All right, got it. Okay, good. I like magic orbs. Magic orbs, give me a pound on yeah, Magic I, orbs was I'll the fucking jam. I reviewed that one. I was in, in bed with it for forever when it was magic balls, when it was still magic balls. <laughs> then they renamed it magic orbs, you know, brick breaker. Uh, but three-dimensional, what do you want to call it? Or I guess it's like 2.5D kind yeah, of. You're yeah. up, you're shooting things. All sorts of crazy objects on the field that you're hitting. It's not just bricks. I liked it. Yeah, they it was had cerebral. Themes to every level. It was relaxing. Great music. You just put it on and chilled to it. I, I love. I have a soft spot for Brick Breakers. Yeah. Um, the best, best brick-breaking game is a PSN game, so the not Magic Corps. But Shatter. that's But Shatter, oh my, yeah. oh my God, Shatter, is so fucking good. Um. That's a good choice. Thank you. Yeah, I knew you'd like that one. And the best part about it, they supported it forever. Tons of DLC for that game. Get magic orbs, everybody. If you look, and if you think you might have already bought it, look for magic balls. They changed the name. I don't know why they would change it from magic balls to magic orbs. Whatever. Speaking of changing your name, time to talk about PSN's worst name of the week. Remember, Shuhei Yoshida refuses to let us change our names. He stands in the way. People come to Sony about it. He just knocks them down all the time. They come up with money, knocks it out of their hand. He's like, I don't want it. Keep it away. This one comes from Matt Willis 30. Of course, if you want to submit your bad PSN name or one you've seen, or now, you, and I guess now you have to start submitting the PS. I love you. Best friend XOXO. Uh, go to kindoffunny.com slash forums, just like Matt Willis 30 do, did. And he says, glad you guys are back doing a dedicated PlayStation podcast. You've been missed. Thank you. I've had a bad experience with Sony due to my PSN ID. I joined PSN with the launch of the PS3. I grabbed a bundle of I grabbed a bundle of the 60 gigabyte PlayStation 3 with Heavenly Sword and Motorstorm. All was fine until 2012 when my PS3 experienced the orange light of death. I called PlayStation UK Oi! to get it fixed, and they asked me for the security to give my PSN ID. I was on a loudspeaker and my girlfriend immediately started laughing. I didn't want to say it, so I spelt it out phonetically. Whiskey, India, Lima, Delta, Whiskey, India, Lima, Lima, Yankee, 6 9. To which the girl on the phone replied, Is that Wild Willie 69? <laughs> <laughs> Not only was that embarrassing enough, but the repair to cost was uh, almost as much as a new slim PS3. 
So I bought a new one and lost PS2 backwards compatibility. To top it all off, I had to buy a new PS2 as well as I traded mine in to get the PS3. After breaching the 60 platinum trophy count, I don't want to abandon my existing ID. But at 30 now and a professional, rather at 30 now and a professional rather than a student, I would like it to be changed. Please, Sony, let us change our names. Matt Willis, 30, aka Wild Willie 69. <laughs> What the fuck are you thinking when you put in Wild Willie 69? That's good stuff. Shuhei, let us change our names. Shuhei, let us change our names. Kirk Hamilton wrote another piece, I think, piece on uh, Kotaku this week about how he hates his fucking PSN name and wants to change it or whatever. So people are getting privy. I've been saying this for years, but people are, people are getting... PSX. People are getting wild. That's the PSX rumor. PSX going to give That's it to you. That's the rumor. I hope so. I'm... Uh, I don't know. I'll be skeptical. Tidex, if you're listening to this, let me know. Just more reassurance. Just, just tell me more. I still believe it's true from whatever. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PlayStation. I love you. XOXO episode nine. If you didn't know this is a product of kind of funny.com. So go there, watch all the videos, you know, subscribe to the Twitch feeds, subscribe to all the YouTube channels, back us on Patreon. If you want some exclusive content early. And of course, please keep downloading and watching this show each and every time it airs Tuesday, 9am brand new episodes coming for you. We ain't missing a beat with the Thanksgiving break. Don't worry about it. We'll be right there. Uh, remember, PSX is coming up really quickly. It's going to be Saturday, December 5th. We will be there as the only PlayStation podcast doing anything. So come out Saturday, main stage, 5 p.m. Come watch us do the show. Guests will be there. I'm already starting to book people of importance far beyond ours to come be part of that show. Then we're doing our PlayStation experience panel. Kind of funnies. Just cause three meet and greet Jillian's eight o'clock It's right across the street from where you'll be at PSX. So you have no excuse not to come. It's free to get in. It's free to eat. If you want to booze, you probably have to either line up really early or just bring money and be 21 because we can't let the kids booze. No, no, can't let that happen. And of course, if you love me, please help me win the Game Awards uh, trending gamer thing. TheGameAwards.com. You can go there and vote or you can just tweet. And what is the hashtag? Hashtag is TGA Greg Miller or no, it's implied. The ego is implied. Hashtag TGA PewDiePie. <laughs> no we don't don't even say he's nominated colin don't you want the trophy right there ladies and gentlemen each and every episode of ps i love you xoxo ends in a song in a segment we call singing to shuhei today's submission comes of course from kind of funny.com slash psm that's where you go to submit your music hopefully and preferably a youtube link and some kind of Bandcamp link or soundcloud link where i can just download the mp3 and put it on both versions of the show today's submission comes from long time Patreon.com slash kind of funny and kind of funny games uh, subscriber tack track who put in his submission. All he said was my submission and then two links. He's a man who knows I like, like cutting right to the chase. Very curt. It's tack tracks uh, single here out for justice. Tack track is spelled T A K T R A C K. So just T A K is the weird part about that tack track. Uh, he has an album out mission of mercy. We've been giving it away for years. It seems like on Con and Greg live because he's said, been doing a show he for said a bajillion copies, but you can go get it on iTunes. Uh, and keep in mind, if you're the YouTube watcher here, you're going to roll off into this to an annotated slate. Click on that to go watch the video on his channel. If you're listening to the MP3, we will play you the song right now. So ladies and gentlemen, here's tack track without for justice. It's been our pleasure to serve you. Watching out for justice on my freaking iPad. I got a call from Batgirl and she's a Bat fan. Slick, this ain't no fucking movie. I am Daniel Craig. Round to the chest, Skyfall. What a bloody mess. 
Don't forget, has anybody seen fucking Richie? I put my dick up on the table, stir a martini. I'm above the law, nah, I am street raw. About to punch you with my third fist hidden in my beard. Goddamn, the busted bitch has exit wounds too. Deactivate the hoe and put her on her knees, boo. Delta Force, I'll karate chop and slap them whores. Way of the dragon, break it, break it, do you want more? This whole manic way of life got me marked for death. But I am all these super legends come to interact. Bubba Hotep, I only live twice, see. Tomorrow never dies, so I'm resting quite nicely. James, Bruce, Chuck, I, ca I call me Steven Seagal. Campbell, Wayne, a bird. Yes. I am Norris. I am Norris. I'm Batman. Alpha Justice, double vote. With a fully loaded gun in one In all denim like a Texas friggin' cowboy son I got my cape on, bitch, I'm watching Looney Tunes If the bat signal hails, also got them bond tools Live and let die, the world is not enough for me The silent rage of tack track is full of entropy Even though I'm Mr. Norris, ain't no Ranger fan Cardinal Nation to the heart, I'm terminating angels and I'm hard to kill, you can ask the dirty police Punching bitches could not do it on their nice beach On deadly ground, and in case you try to get shifty Just remember, this dick is dark as Gotham City. James, Bruce, Chuck, I, ca I call me Steven Seagal. Campbell, Wayne, a bird. Yes. I am Norris. I am Norris. I'm Batman. Alpha Justice, double low, fucking seven. James, Bruce, Chuck, I, ca I call me Steven Seagal. Campbell, Wayne, a bird. Yes. I am Norris. I am Norris. I'm Batman. Alpha Justice, double low, fucking seven. Put your money where your mouth is. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. You can't close shit. You are shit. Just in case you catch me out with Tilly Masterson The spy who loved me is deactivating Texicans Pussy girl on my gold finger fucks with that On the cable channel cutting Rosie Carver's kitty cat Never be a doctor, I am just a straight crook Under siege to Steve is an insane cook The glimmer man with every bit of weirdness I can dish I'm writing octopussy onto every Christmas gift list Every Bond girl wants to fuck with Bruce Wayne But every Bat girl wanna do the same thing And all these bitches, all these pussies love Seagull But Chuck Norris fucked them all first, straight raw James Bond is my motherfucking psyche though I'll be that secret agent double O until I go For your eyes only see, Simon says suck a dick I'm John McClane too, die hard in this fucking bitch James, Bruce, Chuck, I, ca I call me Steven Seagal Campbell, Wayne, a bird Somebody remember seeing Richie. I'll be I'll back. Be back. back.